0: Welcome everyone you are listening to and perhaps watching Colin Arbol, I'm your host P.S. Della Rees. It is cold today and I am joined by uh, a more, far more attractive, far more qualified uh, co-host this week and Corey Woloski, Mr. CW himself.
1: Thank you very much for having me guys, uh, first trip to the Infamous
2: Basement.
0: It's a, you know like so we had, um, we don't have a super wide roster to go to when it comes to podcasts just because it's... Uh, the burden of content for three hours is not something I wish upon sane people, unfortunately. Really it's much more... Sorry? Really make a guy feel special. Yeah, show. well, it makes it feel difficult. Uh, it's sorry, It's quite difficult and it's it's not as easy as it as it seems when you're watching a show. Um, and, of course, you've been in the media for a while, so you, you get it. Uh, so uh, the group of people we have, you know, the usuals that we go through is like GM and Simon.
2: And both of them Terry. were so... Terry, too. Yeah, right.
0: but, but, like, okay, but Terry, like, he, he let us know likely it was going to be tough for him to be here. It's so like, okay, fine. Um, and then um, we, we Simo spoke to... still not returning our calls. Oh well, yeah, he's not returning our calls. We're not, we're not, I spoke to to, to Simon and GM, and, and they were they were so um, adamant about finding a way out of work. <laughs> like, they're not two people who do less for their FPF paychecks than Simone and GM. And I'm including myself, and I really skate by. Like, I really skate by. I created a whole system where everyone writes articles for me. It's pretty awesome, actually. But, um... Do you like the new <laughs> system, by the way? Uh, Your I'm boss pro- is right here. I know, I'm probably in the group that,
1: that prefers the older one. Well, I mean, everyone does. Yeah,
0: And myself included. It was. It was the idea was to try and find solutions to other issues, and so we find those solutions. Those solutions that created other problems, which means we will have to try something new in upcoming seasons. Uh, all that, uh, of course, will be uh, discussed over several alcoholic beverages uh, at the next FPF media barbecue um, in honor of a specific FPF player who is unnamed on this podcast. Um, so that's always interesting, um, Corey. So, for those who are not aware, Corey's been on the staff now, what, two or three years? About that time? Yeah, about three, maybe four. Uh, Scorekeeper, uh, you've written articles, you've now been on Calling the Audible. This is your first time around, right? This is my first time. Nice, nice. Uh, Well, uh, like in the case with uh, most other versions, I'll be as gentle as possible. I appreciate it. He's lying. (laughs) 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 Uh, But the thing, aside from that, um, we want to talk to people about you as well and like your your involvement um so again scorekeeping now on the podcast you've done uh finals broadcast as well yeah that's right that's something that's pe- that, that's something specifically that people don't know uh that it is it, that it is as challenging as it is um, especially when you're doing. Have you done play-by-play yet, or just color? Just the color. Okay, just the color. The color is not so bad because you're just talking uh, football. But play-by-play, I remember my first time. I was like, no, oh, I was not ready for this." And then my favorite one was Simon was on one, and at one point was he bad. he just stopped talking. It was myself. I think it was myself, Darren, and Simon. And then I turned uh, to Simo. And Simo all-
3: specifically asked to do play by play because yeah. both he you and Darren were like, "No, no, we can do it." Either no, one of I us can do try. it. Yeah. Like, okay.
0: And he said, "At uh, one point, there was just silence for a good like twenty seconds, which, I- in play by play, feels like an eternity." Yeah. And so I, I turned and I said, "Well, Simo, this is where you speak. This is this is the area where you speak." So uh, we realized uh, then it was difficult. We realized, you know, doing calling the audible for as long as we've done it, uh, that asking for the join on the fly is difficult uh but we appreciate that so all that to say is we super appreciate uh your willingness to come on the show today uh otherwise me by myself for three hours is uh, just an insane asylum
1: yeah no, i appreciate it for sure honestly uh it's the one area that i haven't really dove into yet cool. cool so uh hey it's gonna be rocky but uh we'll try to have some fun
0: if it goes well we'll fire someone else pay them pay you less than them and increase my salary that's that's usually that's, how that's what works. we've been doing for years it's great it's yeah, great there you go um, Division Three. Uh, have you? Did you see any games this weekend?
1: Uh, yes, actually, I saw two last night. I saw. Uh, what did I see? Uh, what field
0: were you we at? Is it Laval? Uh, I guess
1: Laval. I saw. So you chose it. Wasn't yeah. was La Brume? The, the, the Brotherhood Jaegerbomb. Yeah, that's the one I saw, and I saw. Uh, oh, uh, Martinet le flag beat up on Lou, les Lou. That's
3: right. Do you um, want to start with uh, Brotherhood Yearbomb? I have it on the screen for you. Oh, there we go.
1: <laughs> it makes it easier.
3: Still getting used to the setup here. A
0: little bit. <laughs> yeah, the, it's a little counterintuitive.
1: I was trying to pull it up on my computer, but let's just work with this. Yeah,
0: so tell us what your observations of the game. You were there, I wasn't.
1: Yeah, honestly, uh, it was a good game on uh, on both sides. I actually thought Jaegerbaum was uh, going to complete the comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brotherhood dropped a bunch of balls, uh, made Theo's life a little bit difficult, um, but then Kwesi just had uh, a couple of big plays that Jaegerbaum never really recovered from. Um, the thing I've been saying
0: about Brotherhood and I say this about not just specifically Brotherhood, but teams like this who are very, very strong defenses but have offenses that um, are capable but not dominant. Yeah, hit or miss. Um, Do you think Brotherhood's defense will be enough to carry them through or or do you agree with me that at some point in the playoffs they're going to reach a game where they're going to have to score five times?
1: No, I think they're going to have to reach a game to score five times. I think that... uh Simon Deschaine made a few mistakes. He threw two picks to Theo on on balls up the middle, mm-hmm. and I mean that's something that you just can't do against Brotherhood. Um, but I think that uh, the the defense has been carrying them so far. Uh, we'll see if that continues. But I don't know that uh, that they can maybe win a championship game in Division Three. There's a lot of good teams.
3: I am a little bit terrified for Year bomb. This was game six of the season. So first game of the second half Mm -hmm. and they lose it. So I don't know what's going on. But They
0: did well early half though. So yeah,
3: yeah, but this is like uncharted territory. (laughs) We (laughs) don't know what happens from this point. Aren't they (laughs)
0: supposed to go five and oh, in the second half? Isn't that their thing? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean the matchup, the matchup there is tough. Um, I mean, these are two of the best teams in the division, so this is the kind of game you and definitely will see. They did well. I mean, but like that does that doesn't surprise me.
1: I would actually say that they controlled the game for the most part, yeah. except for the big plays, the mistakes by Simon Duchesne.
0: I, I've had these kind of games. But we actually had this conversation last week privately, but the kind of games where uh, you actually play well but make two mistakes, like yeah. were two mistakes, and that cost you the game, and that's infuriating. That's something that I think Simon Duchesne is going to have uh, have trouble dealing with because again. Like it's the, the three interceptions. Like other than that, like the completion percentage is very high. They look like they were moving the ball. Yeah, they were. Uh the, you know, they they did score the, the, the three uh the three passing touchdowns. I guess they they Yeah, yeah, they they only scored three touchdowns. So yeah, it's it so and, and on converts too, in converts too they were successful. So at every phase of the game, other than protecting the ball, they were they were effective. So uh literally, you know, it feels like if he even throws one less interception, it's a game that can go the other way. A um, game I caught part of was Easy Jake Oven taking on Pineapple Express.
1: One thing I'd like to add to: th- I'm pretty sure it's only Simon Duchesne's second or third game of the season, so I think that even though Brotherhood made a few mistakes in the game, they're a little bit farther along in the chemistry. Back yeah. from Texas, exactly. So I think that uh, he'll only get better too and make fewer mistakes. So I think that this is a really good game that uh,
3: Jaegerbomb could learn from.
0: Does uh, does Simon Duchesne seem like a steak guy? <laughs>
3: you Who's not a steak guy? There are people.
0: There are people like they say like, Those yeah. Those people are wrong. First of all, A, there's, there's vegans.
3: No. <laughs> I, I know. I agree, <laughs> that's, <laughs>
1: that's a big part of it.
0: I agree that no. <laughs> but there are people who are just no. Uh, there are vegetarians. Um, and also I've no. also met people. like I, I feel like this is kind of growing. I even work with a dude who's like this. Who's like, yeah, steak's good. But like, you know, it's good. And I'm like, what do you mean? And like for me, uh, when I'm especially when I'm working on the road, one of the things I do is I have to go out and get myself a good steak, and that city—that's the thing I do. And he's in—he ta- was in Texas, that's why I'm asking because they confuse barbecue with steaks. But that's okay. That's a, that's a whole other thing. Um, when, when when I've met a growing contingent of people who are just like, yeah, steaks are fine. And I've never heard that like till recently. Usually, I've met people who love steaks or who are vegan or vegetarian. So <laughs> that's that's. Uh, that's so, an so a category in the middle does exist? Yeah, it does apparently. Some nuance in the Are you category. more of
3: a ribeye or like a filet mignon type? I'm of a person. definitely a filet mignon kind of person.
0: I've become a Filet Mignon person because I'm terrible at I'm mean. getting old and man, things affect my body in ways I could not predict <laughs> in my twenties. Jesus. Yeah, I hear you Um But yeah, so um I caught part of Easy Jake Oven in Pineapple Express okay. and um Pineapple Express is a team that surprised me early in the season because they were doing better than I thought because of the the random collection of talent it like talent definitely talented but I thought like it would take a second to come together uh, with Chris Olsen. It was very much a a rhythm passer um, and then on the other side there's Easy Jake I thought this, this team was going to hit the ground running like just they have the best combination of things when you have High division experience and underrated low division talent.
1: Langford's good at doing that.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's his thing, right? And that's, I would say, that's the entire reason he went to quarterback. The process <laughs> yep. was who can I move up to, to higher divisions, um, and and that's that kind of team. Uh, and you see it across the board, whether it's Kevin Smoot and Marty Freeman, being the guys that we recognize, and guys, of course, you and I will recognize being you know plugged into the league, guys like Andre Borden and Noah Groper. Mm-hmm. But these guys are. Studs who far outweigh their rating in FPF, yeah, you know first. what I mean? And so, but somehow it took Jake Applebaum longer, and I thought he had a system where it would mesh a lot easier, and, and now we're seeing, of course, what it can look like. Uh, they, they take it to Pineapple Express winning 43-30 uh, in a game that uh, felt far less close than this. Like, first half of dominance, and then Easy Jake just sort of kind of control the, the pace of the game second half.
1: Yeah, th- this is a team that I saw a lot of early on in the season, and I think Jake would be the first to tell you that he just wasn't playing well. He put a lot on his shoulders, mm-hmm. um, but you almost don't have
0: to with this roster.
1: No, but he'd actually there was actually, and I was even telling him that his receivers weren't helping out, and they were agreeing with me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, as a quarterback, you're going to put all that. But how, how's on, like
0: you? so like I mean. Again, uh, the benefits of having you here versus um uh, Khan is um he can uh, he can swing it now. Well, yeah, but no, but it's like with the experience in, in throwing in higher divisions, uh you get to you get to look at it a little more analytically um than the and Mo actually hasn't played FPF in a couple of seasons, so a couple of years. So um now that you're here Corey, like what was it you saw that his receivers not helping out?
1: Honestly, just drops, and then it that would put them yeah. in. Drops of the worst. Yeah, exactly. Se- <laughs> second and 10, third and 10, it's going to stall the drive. Uh, Jake would try to do a little bit too much, get into a sack, overthrow the ball, throw a bad interception. Yeah, um, They just didn't really seem to have it in sync. Um, and as good as Noah is, I actually think he's leading the team in receiving mm-hmm. uh, so far this year. And uh, I just don't think there was a chemistry yet with D'Andre um, and oddly enough with Kevin. That's And that's
0: the thing I saw in like, for me, like I played with Andre in fall, and for me it was just put the ball anywhere near him, yeah. and he'll make a play. And and I've seen him on other teams where he doesn't put up numbers. And I was like, what What don't they see that I saw so easily? But I'm happy to see him get involved. Uh, and much more so. But the, he also has, I mean, y- 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 you're right. Um, no, Actually, it's AJ Rashkovan leading the team now in receptions, but okay. Noah Groper is up there. In but Europe he actually either. has uh, four, five receivers with 20-plus catches so far. So, I mean, he is spreading the ball around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it did uh, seem to definitely take a moment. What was the other game you said? Uh, Labrum?
1: Uh, no, Lou and uh, Marcin
0: Leflet. Oh, my mistake. So, Le are new.
1: Very new. Very um, raw.
3: Did it show? Like yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they have a lot of very good athletes. Me, Leo, and Tara were talking about a few of the guys. I think Darren Wiltshire plays for Vanier. Um, they have another one. I think it's Jeff Carponsi, number five, um, who plays on the Lou, who is like he can just turn it on at any time and, and run the length of the field. Um, but Emil, I think it's the first time I've seen him play quarterback. He's played with the Warriors in the past, mm-hmm. um, and they just look really raw. Um,
0: I saw them play a couple weeks ago. That was my exact ob- observation. I, mm-hmm. like, I saw them like, warm up, and I was like, I, don't even, I didn't recognize the jerseys or anything, so I walked up to Simo. They was have like, really nice jerseys. Yeah, I was like, it's like who are these guys? And was like, oh, they're the new team from Div 3. Lelu. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, well, they look good. He's like, they're not. He's like, they, they're talented, but they're not a good team. And um, when I saw the game, I was like, yeah, okay. I, I see what you mean. Like, they, just, they, 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 they can move the ball down the field, uh, but it's almost like they need deep strikes to score because they they don't know how to move the ball methodically. They they make mistakes on defense. They blow coverage. They they don't know how to manage the game, and that they get down early and then start taking uh, chances. And and um, these are all these are all things. They're nuances that in in FPF it takes you a little while to learn, regardless of of the talent. Um, Eagle, one quick thing before we move on to talk to Bart Martin left. Like mm. uh, I, if if we would have had a pro uh, a, a pre show meeting. And by that, I mean, if I would arrive more than 40 seconds before the show started. After the show
3: started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's um, my count, too. Yeah,
0: whatever. <laughs> um, had had I not... Uh, listen, man, my driver was late to drop me off, okay? Sorry about that. Jeez. First day on the job I was here. It's yeah, still your early. fault. It, it's his last day on the job. How's that? Um, Zero stars. But the thing, the thing that... Uh, we, we, I would have told you is that you need to tell uh Antoine Monnier uh, a few minutes before that we're going that we're going to go to the call because he needs to get into a quiet area.
3: Yes, I'm doing that right now. Yeah, so. I, I, did, I, I j- just do it. Right. I didn't have a chance to tell you before the show. By the way, we have Antoine because someone
0: was late. Yeah, you already promoted that on Facebook. Anyway, so what um, if like I i didn't expect a ton from them heading into the season, but I liked watching them a lot. I yeah, saw them twice before the season uh They're a fun team to watch. Who would you compare them to uh for people who are not as familiar with martin F., like who what kinds of
1: teams would you compare them to in terms of like the
0: style of play and so on uh
1: i th- I would compare them to uh probably like a vingolano run mm. offense mm. I like that with like a Chris Millard... Uh, Marco Bertoldi type combination. Uh, William Marchand mm. is probably one of the better players I've seen play yeah. in, in person. Um, and then they have a few other guys. Justin Dion is really. I was good.
0: gonna say Justin Dion. It's not even like a. a it, there's games where he doesn't even feel like a central point of the offense. He's immensely talented. When yeah. when they started, he was. The guy who got all the action and he
1: didn't do a lot in this game, but I've seen games where he takes, takes over, over yeah. and Marchand yeah. more the decoy.
0: But it it feels like they they always have one guy who goes off each week, right? Yeah, and it's it's one or the other. It's William Marchand or or Justin. Dion. I think we
1: have to name Guillaume Morange too. Yeah, Guillaume Morange as well. He had two really nasty pick sixes in this game, um, and he just uh, both of them are on out routes. He jumped both of them, ran it back, made it look easy. Uh, I think they have a really really well built roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Greendale Human Beings edge out Game Changers, Uh, a game between uh, two sort of the middle to lower pack uh, teams so far. Um, This is the first time Greendale Human Beings in their inception in FPF have have faced adversity. They're a team that kind of went under the radar slash played in a division too low for their talent for, for a long time. I feel like this is the right area for them, but um, they're kind of struggling a little, and I think that's okay. I think that's all right.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I've never seen them actually have more than six people show up to a game, but they always they seem to have exactly <laughs> six. Yeah. Um,
3: I think it's also like their team identity almost. Like yeah, they like running I, with their crew. You I know? agree.
0: But the whole the whole two and a half dance tr- family tree it had been that for a long time. Is it's I 100. remember the original two and a half dance had six players on the roster. Period. Oh, wow. Be, and they were like, well, we all want to play both ways. So the only way the only way we can do that is if we're only six people. Um expensive seasons to do it that way. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, that that's kind of that's kind of the way and now of course we see uh in the case here with uh Green Dale Human Beings, they have more more than that on the roster, but they have, you know, uh Shaq Lattimore has only played three games, Joey has only played four games. So kinda curious about what who they roll out come playoff time. Um,
1: I don't think it matters they, I mean they run through three people and Joltapuff I think is really underrated mm-hmm. uh, and then it just goes to either Brandon or Zach for the most part uh, so well, I, I it's, don't so the Joey Taylor
0: offense is numbered one to five so when you're the five it's a rough life uh, when you're the snapper or the one it's a good time yeah there you go um, and so uh, I mean you know Daniel would kind of evolved from, from running just Joey's system but it's based off of Joey's system, so um, we are seeing that, that that's uh, the bulk of it. That said, uh, I've seen Danny Elward play through entire fall seasons where uh, Brandon Elward and um, and uh, Alex Joltapov have like 95% of the offense. So it's yeah. you see a game like this where uh, he almost has no choice but to involve like Kendall Myers. Like, how do you n- have Kendall Myers on the team and not involve him in the offense, right? Like, he's a, he's a legitimate Division One, Division Two caliber receiver.
3: Yeah. He takes the <laughs> ball deep. He takes the top off the defense. Yeah. There's a rhyme that fits in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, okay. You don't that know the terrible.
3: reference? DJC no. Porter? Okay. Just, uh, yeah. Sorry. Randy it was Moss song. Right over yes. my
0: head. I know, but th- come on. Like <laughs> When I look at you, I don't think Randy Moss or rap or a song but from 10 years Kendall ago. But when I say
3: Kendall Myers, I do think Randy Moss. Yes.
0: Yes, fair, <laughs> fair. Um, it's just because it was you saying it, Eagle. Uh, and then on the other side, Game Changers are kind of that team where they have seen struggles and they've seen, they c- they've seen good times, they've seen lean times. Um, where, where, like When you look at this version of the team, um, how do you feel they fit into Division 3?
1: Uh, for Game Changers? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it wasn't too long where I think we played them in the playoffs in Division 4 uh, with an old Bandits team. And they were they were really solid. I know Anton's played in higher Divisions too, so he has some experience. Um, but I'm a little bit surprised. They had a really good team. Panetta's a, a dominant player. But he almost relies
0: on, on Jordan Panetta too much. Like I think was who was it we were talking to a couple of weeks ago eagle who said like third and long fourth and long you can stand exactly where the ball's going on the sideline to Jordan Panetta. and and Anton Sakis will go there no matter what
1: yeah no and and I mean he has double the amount of catches as the next person on the list right yeah. so it's it's you're 100% correct um so that's why it it becomes predictable and I think as you climb the ladder and something I'm learning too is you have to just get less and less predictable because mm. you might start off a game strong and do a few things that are comfortable to you, but then teams will catch on extremely quickly. I've I've you, learned that the hard way, yes. Division Four this year. And my you, God. To, you almost need to have two game plans yeah. just to be able to succeed in the higher divisions. And I don't know that game changers. Oh, well,
0: do. That's the, and that's the thing. Like we've talked about this uh, for a while now. Is FPF is improving across divisions, and so like you would have said that about Division One and Two. Five or six years ago, whereas now you're seeing it about teams as low as Division Four and Five. I know we're talking three, but but like you're, uh, you know, we um, we're talking about that in all divisions across FPF. Um, we're going to talk to you about your team specifically because we have you here in studio. But before that, we're going to cut to Division Six quickly and uh, talk to Antoine Manier of Trailer Park Boys, uh, and we'll talk to him about his team and about what he's doing tonight. Yeah. What the, is he
3: doing tonight? Do you
0: know? Is that a I do spoiler? Is a spoiler. Hello? Hey, Antoine, how's it going?
3: I'm doing good. You?
0: I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Uh, it's Pease here. I'm with Corey and Eagle from Calling the Audible. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us and welcome to the show.
4: Yes, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like, give, me, uh, give me. just one, Give me just one moment, please. I'll just get out of the noise here.
0: No problem. He's at an orgy. That's uh, where he's at. That's a great uh, place
3: to be on a Thursday night. That's yeah. the answer to the question of what he's doing tonight. Yeah,
0: that's what he's doing. I was going to ask him about it, but he's going to leave the orgy, unfortunately, to continue the conversation with us. Uh, it did sound like a great time. i got to say, it sounded very classy. A uh, lot of bow ties of various varieties.
1: <laughs> how, how much
0: do you miss Mo already, Eagle?
4: <laughs> Okay, sorry. Bow sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> How's it going, my man?
4: It's doing good, thank you. So you're, uh, not actually,
0: you're not actually at an orgy. Where are you tonight? If I had who? I said you're, you're not actually at an orgy, like I've said on the show. No, my restaurant.
4: I'm at my restaurant in Montreal, St. Laurent, St. Catherine. It's a busy night, Thursday night. So uh, that's good. Which restaurant? Camé uh, uh, Le Central. It's a Hawaiian snack bar in St. Laurent, St. Catherine. It's, it's in one of the new food halls there is in Montreal. It's called Le Central.
0: Yeah, I've been. It's awesome. Um, I love this—the whole concept of these food halls opening up uh, in Montreal. It's a, it's a really fun experience, and uh, unfortunately, most of them open up in wintertime, But I'm excited to see uh, how it'll be uh, in the summer, Antoine. Um, I have a question uh, for you, actually. Before we get to to flag football stuff, we might not yeah. even get to flag football stuff because I, I'm more interested by <laughs> all this other stuff. But um, about five years ago. I went to uh, Hawaii with my now wife. It was our first vacation together, um, yeah. it, which is really shitty because then where do you go from there, right? But that was the first time I tried poke. And since then, I've seen a million iterations of it popping up all over the place. Uh, why do you think it's become so popular?
4: Well, first thing first, it's not really the same pokeball that we have here in it's uh, not. Quebec, none of them in, are the and, same and as Hawaii, Hawaii, I can
0: tell you that much.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, so in a way, it's basically more like the, just the fish marinated in a certain way. But here, it's really more like with the rice and salad and everything. But it's, it came so popular because now it, it, the, the trend is to be healthy. It's mm. a healthy trend, you know? So, uh, me, I, we're, I'm competing with like 20 restaurants in here and, uh, I'm doing really good compared to the others, even if it's winter, because I, I think that Pokeballs are really better as a summer meal like uh, mm-hmm. when when it's hot you know you want something fresh, fresh something yeah. uh, something uh, healthy fresh and it's not too uh, heavy you know yeah but uh, so far so good and uh, yeah like you said i can't wait for uh, for this summer
0: for sure for sure i am excited i mean for me it's not competition because when i go to those places I, I hit up as many spots in one night as possible <laughs> and uh, i try and, and i try and get a sampling of uh, of the of as much of the food hall as possible
4: well, you should you should come on, you should come on Saturday then, because on Saturday it's uh, La Foire Gourmand, it's called, it's for Montreal en Lumiere. Is this and, Friday? Uh, yeah, it's no, no, this Saturday. This, oh, this Saturday. Saturday? Yes, yes, and uh, every all the restaurants that uh, are open here are gonna have meals for five dollars and ten dollars, so it's, you can like basically try everything for five bucks. You bring fifty bucks. You try ten restaurants. Basically, that's
0: it. I do gotta. I do gotta try and convince my wife to let me let us uh, go out before uh, before <laughs> we go on vacation. But we'll see how that goes. But definitely, for those listening, do check it out. Uh, I guarantee it will be awesome. Uh, Antoine, how are you finding your season so far uh, with Trailer Park Boys?
4: So far, so good. As a, we, we had a lot of uh, different uh, player in our team since like the. Five past season, I think it's, it's been five seasons now. I think, and uh, I mean, we had the first. The first season was actually the the, the artist one, like no doubt, no doubt. Mm-hmm. We went like I think we went like one win, one tie, and like eight loss. Uh, that was a bit rough. Then we changed a bit. I started to the second season, and I never played two in my life, so that was like a a big, uh, a, big <laughs> a big challenge for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, but so far so good. I mean, I play with two of my brothers, and all the people in my team are my friends. So I, every time we go, we we show up. Uh, the the first thing is uh, we want to have fun, you know. Yeah. And uh, we 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 realize that even now we're playing Division Six, okay. And even in Division Six, fuck, people are good. People <laughs> play football. Yeah. People play football. I mean, we're we're there, and like. No, like we have like one player that played football for more than two years in our team. Okay. Basically, we're just, we're just like big fans. We watch NFL. That's it. But like every game we show up and we're like, we're in division six. Let's take it easy. But no, you can not take it easy. Divisions, even division six. Sometimes you face, you face some players that are actually fucking good.
0: Um, yeah no that's that's uh, and it's something we even just mentioned here is the, the growing level of talent across divisions um, and for, for people like I remember I started FPF in 2011 and I say all the time I wish I would have played quarterback back then and I wish I would have had the knowledge that I have now because it 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 was already a, a hard league to play in but it, it isn't what it is now what have you learned from your first season till now uh, having played the quarterback position
4: uh to handle the stress because every 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 game and to handle your teammates—that's mm-hmm. the—that's the hardest part because everybody everybody wants the ball, okay? Everyone's that's open. Like, everyone's open. Yeah, everyone—you yeah. you throw the ball, everybody was open beside that person. So, <laughs> so, 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 so the thing is, uh, me, what I try to do because you know we're Division Six, we're we're there to have fun, so I try to pass the more I can to everyone, you know. So, but what I learned is uh, don't check the points, man. Don't check the points.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, second half,
4: second half is always my worst half. That's for
0: sure. <laughs> I, I will say, Antoine, uh, one thing I learned having played with uh, a guy who played before you started in FPF, a guy named Fred Morissette, uh, and we were playing Division Three, Division B. Um, he, The thing I learned most from him, aside from play calling and all that, was uh, when people go back to the huddle and they would suggest a play, he would like he would spend about six seconds on huddle pretending to listen, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'll come to that later," and then call his own play, and like it made everyone feel like they were being listened to, but he wasn't listening to anybody ever. It was uh, like now, unfortunately, your team is gonna know. I should probably told you in, in private, but yeah, that that was a, that was something that really worked for him. Um, yeah.
4: Don't talk I, in the huddle. Don't played, talk in the
0: huddle. I played against you in in uh, in fall, and one thing I noticed about your team, uh, for a low division team, you, you're really, you guys really are aggressive in the flats, and uh, you, you because you're very good athletes. You also take take away the deep the the deep pass. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of teams in low in especially division six, they allow sort of short uh, completions, uh, like you know hooks and slants and so on yeah. and so forth. Our, uh, our, our w-
4: defense, what? our defense is really really I think the best part of our team, that's for sure, but that, the main reason that our defense is so strong right now and since we start is because of our rusher. Our rusher, mm-hmm. William Richard, he's like, he, he's amazing. This guy's amazing. I'm telling you, this guy could be Division Three uh, rusher for sure.
0: Yeah, I've played against him, I can, I can tell you. Like I'm not a guy who even is bothered by the rush much, but he, uh, he definitely, definitely gets there. Um, so the team name, Trailer Park Boys, I guess you guys are fans yep. of the show, given that it's not by coincidence because I see the jersey, of course, being the, the Sunnyvale jersey. Um, no joke, Yeah, yeah. Trailer Park Boys, maybe. So um, have you ever successfully gotten a woman to watch that show?
4: uh no no absolutely not every time there's like what are are you serious that you come from or something like that (laughs) i'm like i'm like no i'm not but look listen listen to it like for 15 minutes you're gonna find it's funny and uh, next thing you know either she left or she sleeps
0: (laughs) yeah so i try to i um i try to get uh, I got try to get my wife, my my wife to watch it because, like once in a while, like I'll, I'll like to put on something familiar just to you know when I don't know what to watch. It's just something like quick that I can get a laugh and you know whatever before bed. And uh, she told me that watching it makes her want to vomit. So <laughs> I, I was like, well, I guess I guess it's not for everyone.
4: No, no, you're you're probably right on this one. That's for sure.
0: Um, I'm actually disappointed in in your team this season. I actually thought you guys were going to dominate. Uh, Division six, you guys are doing well, but you know,
4: I see a game like this week. Yeah, but don't forget, don't forget. This season, this season, we had a really rough schedule for us. Uh, I talked to, uh, I talked to, I don't know, I don't remember who I talked to, but like we had two games at eleven at Brasseau, and most of our people works in the morning at eight. uh, You know, so we have to find subs, and when we find subs, well, it's friends, and they actually didn't play football ever either. So we have to adjust ourselves. So, don't, it, for sure, if we had our full team every game, uh, that that could have been different in some games. I remember one of the game uh, versus Prime Time that we got a little bit uh, eat off uh, with that game. And uh, you know, w- when when we play together, because like as a QB, you, you're gonna know like exactly what I'm gonna say. If you if they don't do their routes well,
2: mm-hmm.
4: it's hard for me to connect. Mm-hmm. And same thing as defense. When you call a play as defense, and you're, the guy doesn't know what he's doing, there's going to be an open spot. Mm-hmm. And if the team takes advantage of that, well, we're doomed. So uh, you know.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's definitely the case. Um, what is a realistic exp- uh, expectation for you guys heading into the postseason?
4: Well, uh, like we were talking about uh, last time, I think if I remember well, what you guys do for playoffs is you take the lowest uh teams and then you put them back in six d and the highest in six d go back in six or something like that uh if we go back to six d uh for sure we're we want to go for the uh we want to go for the uh, uh you, you know we, we want to finish like first or second that's for sure but uh you know let's see if we can have a full team that's the thing
0: yeah that that, that definitely will be important uh yes we do divide the division six playoffs as we get closer on the show of course we'll break it down we'll break it down some articles as well uh try and make sure as much of the community knows about that as possible uh it's basically because we don't know uh, a lot of the teams in division six when the season starts so rather than making the decision without any information we decided it's best to do it uh, towards the end of the season where we know uh where the team's best fit and- um and I, remember se- and I remember
4: two I remember two seasons ago that's exactly what happened to us because we were in the final uh in 6B and uh we lost to a division 6 team that uh we thought that they just like dropped themselves to win the championship but uh <laughs> anyways like so that's basically what we want to do, though. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's again, it's not a perfect system. We don't know what to do. So again, if anybody has any ideas on how we can improve, please let us know. It has gotten better over time. Though. It has because gotten the better. Past, over
3: time. The division six matchup was ridiculous. It was basically a high school or college level team versus people who had never played football before, right? right? So at least it's yeah. <laughs> <can laughs> it a little bit. It's
0: made the regular season better because a lot. What happened was sometimes you would show up. And let's say, like, a team would show up brand, brand new, and they face, like, a team like you, Masters of Coin, uh, Winnie the Bish, uh, and so on and so forth. And they would face, like, five or six of the strong teams and get yeah. blown out. And then they would face even some of the weaker teams and get blown out. But, like, here, at least they have a chance to compete in, like, you know, a couple of games. So we've seen an improvement in the regular season. We don't have all of the solutions ready, for unfortunately, for the uh, the um, the playoffs. But we, we are trying to improve it every season. Uh, Antoine thank you for joining us again the restaurant is Kame
4: yeah Kame Snagbar Hawaiian Snagbar uh,
0: and that's at, at uh, South South yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely but thank, check thank out thank you guys you guys do a good job and uh, I love the league so that's why, we're, that's why we're still playing after five seasons if in the, if we had rough ones we're still there and uh, we expect to be there for a long time too
0: great great to hear it uh, so when I stop by what should I order well you
4: just pass by i'll give you a beer to start and after that you get a pokeball that's it
0: you go you know definitely how to get into my pants thank you for joining us But one last thing when,
4: yeah. when do i see you again on the field
0: uh well you got to move up i can't throw in division six anymore man so you got to move up one division ah. there, and you'll see me
4: okay okay so see you soon, give, okay, me, give
3: me one or two seasons i'll see you there
0: <laughs> good sounds good have a Bye. good day antoine
3: oh i forgot now you forgot. I forgot. I literally forgot. As you hung up.
0: Yeah. Um, because he's one of the illustrious eight.
3: Oh, he is. Yeah.
0: I forgot to ask him how he felt to be in the exclusive Carter, you know community of what is the illustrious <laughs> eight? The illustrious eight are um, a very slowly growing group of quarterbacks who have thrown an interception to peace.
1: Oh, nice! <laughs> there's only eight of them. I've
0: never done that. I, I almost picked oh, six okay.
3: off of him. Actually, I dropped S- it. I've almost <laughs> picked you off twice. Yeah, I dropped w- two. Yeah, but I mean That's not to brag about. Yeah, yeah. For, you know how many for,
1: I throw. Join me, the club. For me, it's impressive.
0: Um, well, you know, you actually surprised me because I didn't think you were gonna get there. Mm-hmm. You're, I always like, and I, I like, I do not a way to say this that doesn't sound like an insult, but it's not. You always surprise me with how athletic you actually are, because you're like a big dude or whatever. But like. Like speed isn't the only measure of athleticism, right? Like your do your ability to move and your, your your like sort of athletic intelligence and so on and so forth. Like I, I have it's an impressive. athletic past. Yeah.
1: Not so much a present Ooh. or a future, I don't think. Yeah. Well, well it it's gonna get worse
0: over time. It gets yeah, worse yeah, for exactly. everyone, so exactly. you know um that that's the case. Uh so you're you're presently playing we'll we'll hit you up with a few questions about you and your team and then we'll go on specifically into division six. But um you're currently playing in division three Right now, right? Yes. With uh, Bandit Brothers. No, Commission. Sorry, Commission. My mistake. I uh, confused the two teams. That's okay. Um, so Commission have had um, a sort of a checkered past with quarterbacks in that uh, yep. Brent has, uh, has as many quarterbacks as Cleveland Cavaliers have coaches, I believe, in the last uh, five seasons. Hey-o. Uh but But um,
1: how quickly do you think Brent will move on from you? I I don't know. I guess it dep- <laughs> depends how I do the rest of the season. Um, I think it's I think it's been okay. I've missed a few games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely learning a lot playing in Division Three. Uh, the biggest lesson of them all is how painful it is to throw in two divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and like physically painful. Physically painful. Um, it's it's been a, a strange recovery process throughout the week and doing weird stretches at work throughout the week and try to ice my arm some nights and. So it's that's probably been the biggest lesson so far.
0: I've had most of my games on one night back to back, so it's kind of been okay. Where this week I played on Sunday, uh, sorry, I played on Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. And I was sitting on the couch after the game, and I was like, "Why does my neck hurt?" Yeah. Like, and and just like I guess I must have done something weird, and and your body isn't fully recovered. It's a good point, actually.
1: I've I've always had a little bit in the shoulder, but for the first time this week, I felt it more in like my elbow, and I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is new."
0: I used to I I, I change a little bit of how i throw because i used to get a weird elbow pain yeah yeah, yeah that's uh definitely a case uh the the commission are a team that are notorious for having a giant roster with different guys who don't show up to games um have you found it tough to get any level of consistency given sort of that nature on the team and the, yourself have you missed games as well
1: yeah so i've i've kind of fell into that trap too a little bit i've had to travel and, and do different things so i've missed two games now um I honestly don't think that that's the case this year. Uh, so we have a really solid top tree. Well, actually more than that, but uh, Samir, Kishan, Hassani have been really reliable. Go-to guys for me. Uh, ben McMahon has been a pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person I'm most impressed with, who doesn't look like much, but who's probably been my favorite target is Kevin Donnett. I play
0: with Kevin Division Five. He's and amazing. Yeah, so and he's, he's the best
1: person to have in a huddle. Yeah, exactly. And so he's been he's been a pleasure to play with. I'd love to play with him even going forward. I'd love to even play with a lot of the guys on on commission, um, but it hasn't been the case where I'm like playing with new receivers every week. It's it's mostly been those guys. And I think we build a pretty good rapport. Uh, if anything, the mistakes that have occurred in the games that we've lost together are like completely on me. I have no complaints as t- with the guys that I'm playing with.
0: Well, yeah, no, definitely, case. I'm happy to see uh, you guys doing well, and and hopefully, best best to commission for the rest of the season. Um, Division six, what did you catch?
1: Division six. Uh, so I saw what could have been. I seem to see them every week. Uh, my boy Edner always. Finds a way to score, keep their game. Mm-hmm. Um, I always enjoy hearing about his comments after the game uh, because he's always so surprised how they're in Division Six and they look Six like D. a yeah exactly they look like a well polished team. So they were actually down I think by two scores in this game, and the first thing Edner said to me was, "Man, they it's probably the worst game I've ever seen them play, and they still found a way to win." Um, so I mean, they're just th- they have they have a few studs on their team, and I, I, they won't stay in six for very long. Um, well, so it's a, again, it's
0: a team. So we have st- we have specific criteria that place you in Division sixty. So if you uh, if you're a team that doesn't have three f- sort of familiar faces in FPF, you have to go to sixty. You go you go you go to sixty. Or if you're uh, a team that struggled in Division six, you sort of get relegated down. Um and then um, similarly, I think that's the only two criteria. If I'm unless I'm forgetting one,
3: I will say though that of the four teams that are still perfect in six D, so that's Trojans, Tropic Thunder, What Could Have Bins, and Les Studs, they all have played the weakest opponents in Division six D. So their average opponent win rate is four forty four. So that's the worst, effectively the best teams on paper have played the worst teams on paper.
0: They just played seventh rounders who I think they went the first three weeks of the season without allowing a point. So um, definitely, um, definitely an impressive win. But we'll see. They're going to get both of these teams will get pushed up into Division Six. I think that
3: proves even more that that's really the only matchup they've won that is potentially eligible. Which means the rest of their schedule was a cakewalk. Yeah, like a real cakewalk at that point.
1: I I would say. I mean, they passed the eye test to seem like if I was just watching that side Mm -hmm. of the field and not looking at their opponent, I would think that they were in Division Four or Five. Okay. They have players that could easily fit into other rosters, depending on the experience of the quarterback um, and things like that. And to me, that's the but biggest. But like, given change. that,
0: given so, given the inexperience though, because like talent notwithstanding, given the inexperience in FPF, do you think they'll do well in um, the playoffs? Where they're going to be facing Division Six teams? Uh,
1: I think so. I think this is a team that they might even have some success. Finish seven, three, eight, and two in Division Five. Okay. Um, with the talent that they have, Sean Brown looks very good. He's a mobile quarterback. Uh, so it's it's more of just him learning the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people it takes five games, some it takes thirty. Um, but I think they're definitely trending more towards the five game uh, total.
0: Yeah. Um, I caught uh, Suicide Squad and Kings of the North. Um, Kings of the North were a team we were very excited by early, and uh, they've since fallen off. Uh, Danny Ostigie. Uh. Seems like he's the full-time replacement now for Phil Alsan, quarterback. I hate mid- middle-of-the-season changes to quarterback position because you, you learn so much game-to-game game as quarterback. And yeah. if Phil Alsan has any hope of playing quarterback, he definitely would have benefited from the first uh, playing at the season. Uh, that said, maybe Danny Estegui is the guy m- for this team in future seasons, in which case he needs the reps. Uh, but on the other side, Alex Noel um, looked good and... The thing with Alex Noel is, you see, one attempt for seven yards, one running attempt for seven yards, and we know how fast Alex Noel is, yeah. but it's his ability to buy time that that's kind of special. And he's making a concentrated effort to be sort of a, a pocket or kind of pocket passer, and that he'll move in the backfield, but he's still trying to pass the ball first. Um, and I mean, he has, he has a, a pretty good. Group around him, so like a guy like Alexandre I know is not as well known as a guy is like Gab Wiseman, but he's very talented, and, and we see in this game uh, he, he gets the two scores. Um, so, so he definitely has his targets he likes to go to, and the team the way the way I the what I noticed is the playbook simple. It's not something that's uh, revolutionary, but it's executed very well, and, and it's just Alex Noel's experience. And his ability, because he's mainly a defensive player, he kind of has that ability to um, understand the understand what the defense is trying to do, and and uses that in a way to uh, attack the defense. Did you catch any? Th- Sorry,
3: in case our viewers are confused, this is a game from the past week, which we did not get to cover this week. Uh, Kings of the North actually played Wolfpack, and Wolfpack ah. uh, had a forfeit. Uh, on this one over here, so the 60 so, nothing uh, result. Yeah,
0: it's been a rough week for me, guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough week for me. Um, but yeah, I was there for that game. It, and now that <laughs> now that you pointed <laughs> it out, it does seem like it's been a while. <laughs> um, did, did any uh, Division 6D games catch your catch your attention? Um, we got a forfeit, unfortunately.
3: We had multiple forfeits this week. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, there was the there was
0: quite a few like league wide. But uh, uh, Zone 6 Ballers reached out to me before the game, to their credit, but it was kind of last minute. Yeah. And we're not able it's to... It's a midterm make week
3: for a lot of people, so... I mean, I guess. Wow, I, I miss those times.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Do uh, you? Do you really? I, yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> to be honest, the <laughs> types of problems you have when you're a student are far easier to mitigate than the problems you have later on in life. So yeah, definitely, definitely miss
1: that. Yeah. The, by comparison. The, the extra work. Trump's the responsibility any day. Um, I saw a little bit of Inglorious Bastards and Killer Rays. They were on the other field in Celeron on Monday. Um, This was an interesting one. It looked like one of the guys on, I want to say Killer Rays, uh, no, it might have been Inglorious Bastards, uh, dislocated their shoulder. Uh, That's fun. And it seemed for a moment that they wanted to just throw the game and say, okay, never mind, like we're done. Um, there are younger guys too, from what I remember, um, and they were like calling parents oh. and stuff like that. And was it like a nasty
3: collision or just like She no, hit the ground oh. awkwardly? Yeah, um, I've done that. Not y- fun. Yeah, yeah. so it, he bad was,
1: I
0: still have a swollen elbow from last week.
3: My shoulder comes out when I just put my hand in the air, just like uh, uh, I guess I suck like that now. <laughs> See, another
0: reason that um, you you um, don't entirely miss those days of school is you don't need to put your hand up
3: anymore. You go. I never put my hand up. I just yelled, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah Eagles <laughs> instruct me as someone
1: to raise their hand. Yeah. Oh man, I would have failed you on purpose.
0: I, went I would have asleep. found a way to fail you. I fell asleep
3: in <laughs> Cal 2 class only to wake up to correct the professor. I'm like, nope, that's actually incorrect. And I was right. I would have found a way to fail you. Yes, you would have. Yeah. <laughs> I would have, written a I would dirty have found a way to <laughs> yeah. unfail me.
0: Yeah. Uh, Call daddy. Um, But yeah, so, <laughs> so the, um, I, I, that's what I've, I've been, I've been in two games. Where I saw vicious injuries, uh, one was uh, a player who dislocated his elbow, landing on the back of a soccer net oh, wow. uh, and and the other one was last season my snapper j s Rusi I was there yeah, you were there exploded a dude's mouth with his leg and he his leg was bleeding and open and like in both cases, I remember both teams kind of being like we have to finish this game or like it's not it's not a fun because they're your friends right it went to overtime didn't it yeah well we the mcdo actually wanted to like not play overtime and and like like uh forfeit the game and i was like well wait i said if that's like i can't force you to play but if that's really how you feel we'll both forfeit and we'll make rob figure out a way for us to play overtime like next week or something like you know, like, before a game or after a game where there's some time... I feel like that's um, a
1: bit extreme for just kind of an injury. Even I, in I know, person. but it's just,
0: like, I didn't feel comfortable taking a forfeit in the People playoffs. It's all
3: about
1: the drama. No, I just, I, like, like,
3: I didn't... If, I if think he was a Shakespeare no, play, he'd throw me a No, drill. but like, yeah. he, He's we lost making, the game.
0: <laughs> we even lost the game. But my thing is, like, I don't know, like, it just feels weird for a team to forfeit a game to you in the playoffs, like, in overtime. You know what I mean? Like, it, it seems...
1: It, it didn't feel right, like, but it's. Te- I mean, it's technically impossible. You're only taking one guy off the field; you can still play with five.
3: But
0: they didn't want to, they they, would, they to leave. Like they were just not okay with. They weren't okay with playing anyway. That's we convinced them to, to, to play. And, and
3: for anyone who thinks that the padding that goes on the soccer nets around some of the the fields are useless, I once saw a guy run full speed into one reaching for a ball, full speed. I believe and it. 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 was like one of those like you know uh, <clears throat> wily e. coyote moments where he's just running and just smacks the wall. Man, I was. You hear the thud. He was okay, but you're dazed still. So imagine if it wasn't there. I've no.
1: seen a guy go right out the door in Laval. That's yeah, how how <laughs> how close the door is or the wall is to the field, just the emergency exit door right outside. Yeah, doesn't yeah. happen in a dome as
3: much, but well. So it, it, anyone in sixty, if this is your first season. Don't worry, we have <laughs> insurance. <laughs> It covers. But seriously, the, we actually do have insurance. It
0: does cover your trip uh, in the ambulance if
3: need and be. And your physio and um, anything else and blah, blah, blah.
0: From one injury to another, uh, Jacob Soles, done done for the year after a pretty gruesome injury with Believe the Hype. Uh, they've been out looking for quarterback. Eagle, do you know if they found anyone?
3: Uh, I know they're searching for someone to add. I believe I know who it is, but I'm not at the uh, liberty I mean, to disclose it. This whatever.
0: Moment. We're not real journalism.
3: We kind of are. Actually, no, fuck it, we're not. Let me go we ahead. don't
0: have any integrity.
3: My understanding was that there's a few posts on the wall looking for someone to work with. Dylan? I believe that they're
1: going with... Do they
0: hold oh, tryouts?
3: Uh, Jalen Grandison is going to be taking over as Oh, guard. wow.
0: Yeah, so I spoke to... Well, this, does he fit the cap on the defensive
3: side? Well, so we said... As long as he fits the cap for the team, he's he's eligible for a quarterback. He's a,
0: he, yeah, I know he is, but he's... A, so, I've, first of all, I've played with Jalen Grandison in Division Three. The guy is a monster player. Um, he You know, he's not a fully established quarterback, but uh, on the defensive side of the ball... He's worth every penny of the 82.5 rating. Yeah. So I'd be surprised if he fits so the team th- cap.
3: The league has cleared him to play as a quarterback, but it's under the condition of, well, you need to fit, fit the, the cap, cap for your yeah. team. So if that doesn't happen, sorry. Like, we didn't check it ourselves, but they have to check it.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, so, I mean, look, uh, if you can't fit Jalen Grandison on your roster anyway, definitely
1: fit him. Great teammate, great player. Uh, But yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised by that. Um, he reached out for me to throw to him one year and then he got injured and I was super disappointed because I would have been throwing to him all season and it just didn't work out Um, but I heard a lot of great things about you. Uh,
3: now, one more thing, I will add in because we're talking about this for believe the hype. We do have a rule such that if you are injured to the point where you can't come back, you have a medical note, etc. Not only can you get uh, eligibility for playoffs if, let's say, you got injured back in January or something, and now you need to come back, but also you can transfer your games played to a player who picks basically picks up your roster spot instead. So yeah. there is. But which, is there
0: is there still a rule that the player uh, needs to be a similar cap hit or lower which uh, I, fl- I, I find the dumbest part of that rule we I remember the
3: debate p- for a long th- on Facebook yeah w- I believe rule. we changed it I can confirm okay
0: please let me know because I, I always hate that rule because the team already needs to fit the cap what does it matter if you're placing
1: it with a player that's better like has a higher rating or lower rating than the player that's there so a team that's well under the cap to begin with sh- if they get a player that's injured should benefit to add a, a ringer later on in the season
0: I mean but they already can do that
1: uh, but the the, 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 the it's, and the like it's like the, the team, games played part of it. I guess. But
0: you're providing like like a a, note. a, a team you shouldn't mean, like, get yeah, better. It's from not like it's a physio note, right? It's like it's a, it's a doctor's a phy- note, note, right? So like, if a doctor says that player can't play, now you can replace them, fit the cap. And also like that's like saying so like if a guy in Division three who's rated like let's say eighty eighty, and then there's a guy who we know is a stud playing in Division five and six, which just doesn't have a high rating, that's okay. Even though you've yeah, still yeah. stacked your roster, like. Like, let's well, not I mean, pretend the cap br- is if you're if you're in a a, perfect
1: system. Right, if you're going to bring the whole rating system into, into the th- conversation, then I think that yeah, your point yeah. is valid. Yeah.
3: I think we've removed that restriction, but I can confirm.
1: Um,
0: Sam was a team both you and I like, and we're familiar with a lot of the players. Why do you think Jonathan Perez is st- struggling
1: this season uh, with them in Division 6, where he's doing well in Division 5? Uh, I think it's just uh, with the, his Division 5 team... Um, I mean, you, he has a little bit better of a support cast, so guys can kind of bail him out from being a new quarterback.
3: Noah Groper's a beast on that team. So. Yeah. He is. He's amazing. Well, he's, he's amazing in well, every game. I played division. him this week. Three, t- three touchdowns, 140 yards or whatever. How many guys. teams
1: is Noah on? Is that third now? Three. So yeah. Three, four, and five? I yeah. believe so, I played yeah. against him in five. I played against him in three and there four. We go. So. Wait. Easy Jake. Three, four, five, six? Easy Jake. <laughs> three, four, five. Yeah, three, four, five. Because then Jonathan throws with him in five.
3: Allow me to confer. No, no,
1: no. It's it's three, four, five. Because Easy Jake. Okay, I see what a, you're saying. Sorry. I'm half a, a star. I misunderstood. I thought five.
0: Eagle was saying he, he was on
1: this roster as well. My mistake. So I think you're as a quarterback. You're saying not having a play right, like that. okay. Like, I'm having a good season this year in Division Four, but that's largely in part of my support cast. And I think Jonathan's experiencing the same kind of thing where the support cast is helping him elevate his mm-hmm. play. Um, it's tougher when guys are having a little bit more trouble getting open, uh, running routes a little bit uh, uh, not as well. And, and so that, I think, has the biggest impact on on JP.
0: Um, that's fair. Uh, Tanker Vertua's season has been up and, ta- up and down. Um, they had early, six season, early season success, mid-season struggles, and a surprise win against Masters of Coin. Uh, they also had a competitive loss just last week to uh, Winnie the Bish. What can we make of this group?
3: They're not doing it right. Tanking means losing. I know. <laughs> so you <they> don't understand. <laughs> I mean, they're they're under five hundred.
1: It's not. They're they're on the right start. Um. I mean, they have some FPF vets. Uh. I. It's it's tough to say. I mean, uh, Rockman solid. AJ's dominating Division three, like we talked about. So they definitely have the tools there to be able to to succeed. I think uh, for Ryan, a little bit too many interceptions uh, overall on the season. Bad timing, I'm I'm sure as well. Uh so I mean they'll they'll definitely be get better but uh for now it's
3: it's not perfect. They got to bring some veteran coaching back with uh big bad Barry Raskovan to sit on yes. the the sidelines and help him out. Does he make it to
0: all the games like he does in I forgot about that. I've seen him
3: in a while.
1: I've seen him. I forgot about that. Um, and I, I thought you were going to talk about you and P's short career as coaches. <laughs>
3: well, we, still it, we I think, coach. I think, show up for the oh and nothing teams and basically yes. be like, like uh, "Here's some very that's, basic things." That's, that's
1: coaching, right? Yeah. That's the hardest kind of coaching. It
3: works. It works. It's actually the, the easiest
1: kind of coaching. It's because it's like here's
0: three things that can help you just not hate your life every time you play FPF. Um, so there's a group of teams in Division 60 that are below 500. Um, and then looking at teams specifically like Killer Rays, like Diablos, uh, Goon Squad, Replacements, Green Wave, uh, Book and Sears. Uh, I hate that name. Yeah. Buken Sears. Ah, stupid name. What's that from? I don't care. It's dumb. <laughs> um, which of them, of these below 500 teams, can surprise us uh, in the upcoming postseason and why? So they'll need to meet the playoffs and who, who can surprise us from that group?
1: I don't know. I, Given
0: that they're likely g- that uh, they may get relegated to Division 60.
1: I don't know that I know enough about those teams. Well, you got to make it up. Uh, I will say. You think that's bad. We till 35 plus. Yeah, Channel no, your yeah. inner <laughs> analyst. No, 30, 35 plus, I know a lot of the guys. Um,
3: Worst case, make up criteria and just <laughs> use that.
1: Uh, Pease likes to uh, attack the names or certain <laughs> different things. Oh, um, I remember last week it was what? It was teams that have a tie you didn't like? Yeah. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, there's so logic there I <laughs> mean here for the beer they're there for the right reasons so hopefully they can uh, <laughs> if they can have <laughs> no but specifically success. like the teams like three and four two and four like the
3: ones, uh, okay, the ones like that actually have okay. close
1: to making the playoffs um I would say...
0: Like, you know Green Wave. You know Diablos. I was
3: going to say, I'm surprised Green Wave is doing as poorly as they actually are. So,
1: I've seen that meme on Facebook of them showing up to the game with,
3: what is it, Toon Squad? DR Verge and uh, Tony Curry and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, so, I mean, they have to have some kind of success. So, I think they'd probably be on my list. Uh, Goon Squad is a team that's been there. Diablos is a team that is kind of surprising. Uh, I mean, they have a ton of experience. I know Francois Martin is not throwing, but... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to turn it uh, turn it around. Sometimes you just need a spark. Um,
0: Stiffy Arm has lost to Tropic Thunder and Trojans. Did we uh, anoint false kings early on in the season, or uh, are, or or are they truly one of the better teams? They are.
3: They are lower down there, pretty much. Yeah, four sixty three yeah. average win rate.
0: And and they lost their two games against the the better teams. So like. yeah so uh, do you think uh, that they're actually a team that's that's truly competitive or they they just taking advantage like are they beating good bad teams and losing to good teams
1: yeah i think so and i think that just shows uh colella's uh inexperienced at quarterback he's a really old friend of mine that i didn't even know was playing fpf so this i found out that this is a work team of his oh that's cool um that's where like guys like castile come into the play and and so they have guys that that can do really well um he's just gonna have games where he's gonna get surprised by the defense and just not look good out there, Mm -hmm. I think. And he'd probably tell you that too. Uh, So I I think when they run into teams that are a little bit more experienced but maybe not as talented as them, they'll struggle a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Corey? First uh, hours in the books. Go. We got another two. You got to put up with me for another two hours. I only signed up for one, though. Yeah, no, no, no. You're here the whole night. You're here the whole night, unfortunately. Eagle, who, who do we got lined up in the interview for the uh, second segment?
3: Uh, Well, I wanted to test Corey. Do you know anything about Brazilian folklore? I do not.
1: Absolutely nothing.
3: So if I were to tell you about the Mapinguara, you would not know no, who that is? No idea. Is that Bacalani's nickname?
1: Yeah,
0: the Brazilian Mapinguara. Because I, for, for years it said he is my favorite Brazilian FPF player. He Is, is not he the Brazilian. only one you know? He's not Brazilian, oh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are a Brazilian FPF player, please let us know. You'll become my second favorite. Hour 2 ahead after this. Welcome everyone. You are back and listening to our two of Calling the Audible. I'm still Peach. You're still Corey. You're still Eagle, and you're still watching. I hope.
3: I have not transformed.
0: You have not I spoiler. was
3: promised a transformation.
0: I know. Eagle, what division are we in? I was promised. Are a we lot talking of about? To
1: come here last minute. We're gonna be
0: doing. Hey, you got you got a drink. That's true. Of a potentially alcoholic variety. You even have a variety to choose from.
1: Yeah, it, a lot of options. I, I yeah, I can't, uh, I can't
3: say. I'm Producer produces. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, By the way, you
0: tower. got me the right format of coffee. Like, this is the exact amount of coffee I needed to be able to do a show tonight. Uh, McDonald's not a sponsor because you're slacking. Pay us. Pay us, pay peas.
3: Okay there, uh, Kawhi Leonard. Hey, man. Moving the Gatorade out of the <laughs> way. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I specifically...
0: After take a sip, move it off screen because they're not paying for it.
3: Uh, so, this hour, we got Division 5A5B. We're going to cover uh, the co ed divisions. We'll look at the women's division. And, like we mentioned before break, we'll be interviewing uh, Alexander Bacalani um, for his insights in terms of how the season's going.
0: Cool. You've, you've seen Alex play, right?
3: Uh Yeah, I have. I played against
1: him too.
0: He's one of my favorite dudes in FBI. I, I agree. really like him.
1: I agree. I've never seen a more dynamic duo that's exact opposite of uh alex and ryan crew we alex probably far more humble yeah whereas ryan is a blast but far less humble
0: and then like like career accomplishments so far in FPF. one's got all these awards yes. and ryan Kuruf's still learning but i mean
1: i mean alex wouldn't get the awards without ryan too yeah, so yeah, he yeah. definitely gets a lot of credit and uh ryan's now transitioned into a receiver with jaeger bomb
0: oh but like ryan's like physically like oh, yeah, physically person. gifted right so like it doesn't surprise me that he's a he's a very good receiver as well yeah. um in division in division 3 um what games caught your eye in division 5
1: uh let me take a look uh can we pull up the calendar uh, yeah, sure. eagle please
0: no i opened the wrong tab cuz i got fat fingers
3: it's okay guys
1: i i i feel like i live at the field recently so it's kind of hard to always uh remember exactly uh did i catch any division five games
3: this is 5a so maybe maybe not
1: tough lungs laval yesterday uh that one was on the other field um tough lungs are always fun i really like i think his name's Olivier. Mm-hmm. Um, olivier um yeah he's always uh he always does really well um i think tough lungs just had kind of the more experience here learner's a solid qb um, and they just kind of outmatched, uh, rancers. Um, I mean, I know that's not very in-depth analysis, but, uh, oh, I didn't know what it was. I just saw spilling all over the the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah <there> was water <laughs> everywhere. Jeez. Um, but, uh, I, I, I caught glimpses of it. Uh, Lerner was able to kind of march down the field. He made a few mistakes, mm-hmm. but other than that, uh, he didn't have too many incompletions and, uh. I think Tough Lungs were just a better team in this one.
0: I'm liking what I see out of Tough Lungs in that for years it was um, Matthew Lerner just chucking it up to his brother. And yes, Justin Lerner is amazing, so he makes ridiculous catches. Yeah. But like to see four touchdowns across the board, to see three different receivers with six catches, uh, that's how you develop as a quarterback. So yeah, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. He doesn't have a rocket, but um, he's he's learned and, and, and created a system where, where he can be successful. And I... Like, I'm kind of surprised because the, the the raw talent on Rancers is nasty, uh, but they were missing their quarterback in this game. They, weren't, they were missing Jeremy Ledoux, okay. uh, who normally throws four Rancers. Uh, we see uh, Guillaume D'Angers, uh or Guillaume D- Dagger. Sorry, give it a give it a run. Uh, Philon Chills threw one pass for a touchdown, but
1: that's because Philonchill's is a monster. I was surprised Ricardo Derosier didn't get more involved too in this
2: game. I well, mean, but
0: like when you don't have your quarterback, right? Like that's – because again – But man, you just got to chuck it up and – Because the, the receiving core having Phil chill and, and, uh, and uh, you know, Derosier is absolutely insane, right? Yeah, exactly. Like for this division especially. So, um, yeah, definitely throw it in their direction. Let them make plays. Uh, but tough lungs uh, earned the, in the victory there. Um, I got a a message about this game, Eagle. The score is potentially wrong. Well, I'll cool. forward it to you uh, later.
1: Uh, K Squad beat uh, GLC. That the uh, I think it's been corrected. Isn't the th- the the one that was thirty four thirty two originally?
0: I don't remember.
3: Yeah, I, I remember reading this. I think this is right. We did have our first okay. working. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think that's correct.
0: Okay. Um, Let me check the thread. But yeah, um, I, I'm not
1: in that that. You shouldn't be. I don't want to be in it. Sorry, you're complaining about not being in a group chat. No, no, I I don't want it. I'm (laughs) just saying.
0: I'm 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 stating it as a matter of fact that it's uh, one of the only groups in FPF I'm not involved with and have no interest in being part of. Because I've
1: I've now joined another one. My God, we have so many
0: different group chats. It's it's insane. Uh, And my brother is involved in so many of them, and he gets angry because he has no patience. But anyway, that's a story for another day. Uh, But K Squad won this game. Um, It surprised me, to be honest, because. Emil Plant's kind of an up-and-down quarterback, and he faced off against GLC. He was immensely talented. Hyman Long got picked off three times. That's not something you say often. No. Uh, but they K-Squad legitimately confused them at times. Um, and then, like, late in the game, Hyman Long uh, sort of found his footing and was throwing up passes to his very talented receivers. Um, Kevin Lubin had a great game. Uh, Mandy Cardishan, of course, is... You know he's never really not gonna have a good game. Uh, just immensely, immensely talented. Uh, the game actually wasn't even as close as it looks. K Squad had a two-score lead. GLC uh, scored, and K Squad even just gave them the two points. They conceded two points to end the game, um, and game was done with five plays. Five plays remaining. They just called it. Or well, four plays remaining. They just called it.
1: Not even yeah,
0: but there's the, no benefit to to play those plays for case Squad.
1: so they did. Yeah, fair enough. Uh,
0: but yeah, it was a great performance by Emma Plant. Uh,
3: it wasn't this game; it was the Buffalo Wild Wings game.
0: So Yeah, but it was, So it was still
3: a forty thirty two was the yeah, correct
1: score.
0: So Kevin Lubin messaged me about the it was it had to do with the points against. Um, I'll 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 forward you the message when when we're off the show, Eagle. Um, um, just, so yeah, I, I'm not too sure what the score. Uh, so my apologies to. Uh, everyone involved, and for people watching, but
3: we do a Facebook message. Um, I'm being told to tell Corey that he is beautiful and that <laughs> he has single-handedly made Colin Gaudible great again. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Terry. Thank you Terry. for not being here tonight because that yeah. could have been you. So but
0: that's what Terry's doing, right? He's he's finding a, a way to excuse the fact that he bailed on us. He's so. he's just
1: trying to hype it up so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to, or to or be, be here, here. Exactly, no, exactly. Exactly. No. Well, Terry, it
0: sucks for you because you're subbing for me next week and potentially the week after.
3: Oh, I'm not here next week, by the way, I found out. Oh, so Terry definitely has the beer cuz so Terry by himself. He's the only other one who knows how
0: to work the production. So we also need someone else. That's going to be interesting. Simon. Simon, you you need to get off your ass and replace me. Also, what happens with my article when I'm not here?
3: Just write it anyways. I guess Just, I could. I think
1: someone else could copy paste all the other stuff.
0: Yeah, you see that. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> you see that? That takes me So, first of all, getting you guys to do stuff on time is awful. That's fair. Secondly, to, to format that part of the article takes me at least an hour, and also, how do you guys ruin formatting on on a Google Sheet? <laughs> Mark Andre does on eight. I'm looking at you, bro. Like, just just fill in the blocks, fill in the blocks. Um, but yeah, so we'll have to sort that out as well. Um, so yeah, in in, in addition to that, I saw that game. Any other Division Five games catch you? I have one more uh, in five A.
1: I will do uh, Balls Deep old school quick. I didn't see a ton of the game, but uh, Balls Deep just dominated old school. Uh, I don't know if that's their regular QB or not. um, Justin Weir? Oh, for old school. Yeah, Jonathan Brown. Um, John Brown's good, though. But he did not look good. Um, I'll tell you, one reason why I wanted to bring it up is because, so I had an interesting conversation with our refs. There was a very clear pass interference. Penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually against who? it was against old school. So balls deep uh, were the recipient of the missed call, if that makes sense. Um, and what do you mean s- recipient of the missed call? So they're the ones that lost out by not by not getting the call. But why? What? So, so the okay, refs saw it. Let me let it. me, let did, me, let me clarify that. Justin Weir tossed it deep to Matthew Peacock, who basically got uh, body checked by a defender. Actually, it was Rob White actually, and both refs I won't name them said that they weren't sure the ball was catchable. <laughs> so they weren't sure that the ball was catchable. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the ball being catchable uh, was a key element in calling the uh, pass interference. Okay. My arg- my argument towards it go ahead. was no player on the field should get body checked no matter what.
0: So we have unnecessary contact for that reason. Correct. It's a non-contact. Li- I, I, so this bothers me because it's not a single eagle. I don't know how far we into the show we are. I forgot the timer. Um it's time. Nice. Let me know just so I can add to it. Um, the it's happened to me where I'm told well it's because it wasn't catchable right, and I said well b- but correct me but if you have some
1: non-contact league. right any contact should be a
0: flag. Of so you're you're saying that you're saying that if the ball was catchable it would have been a penalty right exactly. So now that it's not catchable why is it not unnecessary contact exactly. And I don't understand. That that drives me insane. It aggravates me that it happened in another game, even though I wasn't even involved in that game.
1: Yeah, and uh, so, uh, yeah, I was just super surprised. Um, And it's it's exactly to your point. I mean, it's a non-contact league. Any kind of contact on the field should result in a penalty of some kind. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've had that argument used even when two players collide. Well, the penalty's thrown. Even though they're both going for the ball, the penalty's thrown... To avoid the contact from happening in the future, even though there wasn't any like malcontent, yeah. Um, so to me, that should have fell into that same category.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's why and that's why the rule is not particularly penalizing. It's only five yards, so like it's it's not like you're truly, truly, truly changing the drive or anything. You know what I mean? So like right.
1: definitely, if you see the contact, you got to call it. Um, but overall, in this game, I just want to say, balls deep, they looked uh, like a class above Ryan. They have a, a really solid roster. Old school had some really good playmakers on their side too. But But they they couldn't get anything going. The name is
0: fitting. Um, John Brown was successful in a period where FPF was less dynamic across divisions. Defenses uh, were more stagnant. Um, And his play calling has gotten a little bit predictable to a point where I've played with teams where we've played against them. And the defensive play caller has literally told guys, stand here, the ball's coming, and it's going to hit you in the chest. Oh, wow. Um, And it's... Uh, I and he's not played consistently enough to improve. So, um, is he is he actually the quarterback for the team? Um,
2: I can for check. old school,
3: like
1: full time, yeah.
2: I'll check. Or just because I have a different
3: tab. Well, uh, yes. yes, Based on attempts, yes, yeah. it looks
1: like Rob played one game.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, like, uh, you know, fifteen and ten. That's that's exactly that. It's um, quarterback who who's not. Uh, playing up to the caliber of the competition at this point. And nice guy and an and intelligent guy. So I, I hope he keeps playing and I hope he keeps pushing through at the quarterback position because that's the only way you can improve. Uh, I was there for the Ducks and Cover Les Voyus tie. Uh, so tie, vomit, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, the end of the game ended with Matt Demo chucking it up uh, in the direction of Renault Saint-Laurent. Because, oh, actually, it was Anthony Peltier. as a throwback play. Anti Peltier threw it up. Rino went up to try and catch the ball, but he was mobbed because everyone knew he's the tallest guy in the field because they have eyes. Um, and uh, well defended by Le Voyou. Like, you can't even say it was a penalty, you know, other than like incidental, like, you know, I know we, had, we just had the whole thing about <laughs> contact, but you know what I mean by incidental contact where guys are like, you know, have their hand on the guy or whatever, but yeah. no actual pushing, no, no swiping at arms and so on. Just well defended, uh, you know, um, ducks and covered didn't seem particularly thrilled with the result but it's a game they, they controlled early i, I looked over because i was playing at the same time so i looked over and i saw like they they seemed to uh, have control they allowed a late score to live way in the second in, in in the end of the first half and then uh in the second half they uh they really really just uh couldn't get things going offensively To a game i thought i think Matt Damon was pretty sure he had in his pocket. Uh they even got the defensive score from Guillaume Pichet. Uh but yeah, it was unfortunate that they, they couldn't uh they couldn't uh finish it out for them. Unfortunate for them anyway.
1: How is uh, their fifty eight points scored in the first half to eighteen in the second half?
0: So I don't know if if it was just the scorekeeper, but it did feel that way. Like it felt like first oh,
1: okay I could have been a scorekeeper late
0: like, late like it, but it's kind of that like it is kind of it was kind of really really fast paced in the first half and then it kind of kind of eased up from my again it's hard because I was playing at the same time so my it just how it felt looking over when I wasn't on the field but um it did kind of feel that way although it looking at the numbers it does yeah, seem like intense. it may uh the scorekeeper may have forgotten to to change the half at the right time
3: um how much more can Matt Damon do in this game, though? Nineteen for twenty-six, to almost two hundred yards, four TDs. He I mean, ran for a touchdown, yeah, which he hasn't t-
0: done in a while. Like he's not even a scrambling quarterback the way he used to be.
3: Like this is just, I'm gonna say a fail on the defense, but from a QB <coughs> perspective or an offense, you can't you can't expect better.
0: Was there anything cut your eye in uh, Division Five
3: B? Uh, let me take a look. I'd like
1: to remind the viewers that this was fairly last minute.
0: <laughs> 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 Thanks, man. <I> appreciate it. <laughs> I was there for uh, a Town Southside Speedsters. Uh, actually, I caught two games last night. But I'll talk about the first one, and then I'll let you do the next one, and so on and so forth. Um, a Town looked good, and I don't understand why Southside Speedsters weren't as effective. Ben Reed just didn't seem uh, as effective as usual. He was overthrowing a lot of players. Uh, just seemed off rhythm um and like he's a guy who has improved a lot and we'll talk about ben reed specifically later in the show but um on the other side eli hicks just sort of capitalized on on good field position um and i there was just some really smart play designs and, and just patience which would i take away from it uh i saw him sort of Move by time and then find. Uh, I believe it was Kenzie Joseph in the back of the end zone as his like third read. Um, I was really happy to see that kind of work out for them because the you know eight towns been a little inconsistent, so it was cool to see uh, Eli Hicks have a game where he was more effective.
1: Um, sorry, I, I I was trying to find a game that I saw and I don't think I've seen a five B game. Okay, well I'll cover. No, but what <laughs> I, I do what I do want to bring up is, is I talk a lot about them in my articles because I tend to see a lot of their games in Laval. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's two straight weeks now that I noticed that the Warriors completely dominated an opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, if you want to pull up the Warriors-Brewers game. Um, That's
3: a mismatch right there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I love the Brewers to death, but Jesus, man, the and it Warriors. Doesn't, it, they, it doesn't
1: look like they had their QB. Uh, isn't it? It's usually Labonte that plays QB for them, no? For who? For the Brewers. Uh, no, not La Bonté, it's... Uh, I know this too. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lef- Jeremy? Jer- yeah, Jeremy Jeffri- Lefebvre. Jeffrey Lefebvre. Lefebvre. Um, so either he wasn't wearing a number or he wasn't there? Well, I
0: mean, like, we see 12 attempts for Jason Stevenson um, and, five, so f- f- and f- five for Steven uh Oh, Lerza. yeah, okay,
1: so I thought that was... Rec- yeah, wow, okay. So, yeah, it, d- it looks like he wasn't there. But uh, I think for Mike Soleimani... Uh, Solomon. 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 He's developing really well as a quarterback. He's not just relying on his brother.
3: Confirmed he was not there.
1: Um, So that, I mean, that plays a part too, Mm because even Lefebvre's uh, a huge part of their defense also.
3: They were also only five players in this game, the Brewers. Okay. Okay.
0: We we played them in fall uh, and we got to win, but I I walked away really impressed because before the game I told like we it was my, my fall team so I, I told Justin Blanchard like just take away his brother yes. and don't worry I and it. he just was really good at marching and like on top of that we knew we'd like to go deep so we're like he's gonna go deep take away his brother we should be fine and like he th- like th- he made one mistake. And that was the only interception. The only stop drive in the game was that. Yeah. So like, like it took us having to score every drive to to uh, keep up with them. So like, um, and we had a a super strong like roster by comparison. We're uh, more established roster anyway in in uh, than than Warriors in that and, season because so like my division people, fourteen basically. Yeah, and uh, guys, know.
1: people don't know like Peter Janis, Savas, uh, Stefanitis, th- Those they're they eat up the the short part of the field, and they're they're good little route runners. Um, and,
0: and I like uh Mike's. Placement of the ball. Yes, like he, like even when a guy is covered, he knows like where to put it so that it's not defensible, uh, where it's like it's a catch or a dr- or a drop or the ball goes out of bounds, but it's not going to be intercepted. It's not going to be knocked away. um or, And another thing too is like he'll throw it to a guy's open side, so like the guy's running a hook, but like there's no defender h- on h- his right scared. side. Nobody. Uh, he'll throw it so his guy can get yards after the catch. Like yep. just really good ball placement. I don't think he gets enough credit for that. He's a guy who, who like I want to say he threw ninety six touchdowns in his first two seasons in Division Six. And I was like, oh, wow. how did he get a second season in Division Six yeah, after that? You know. So like uh, definitely, definitely glad to see him doing well. Uh, I was actually at the Mean Girls Goats game. Okay. Um, this was surprisingly good. I thought I I was there, and um, given the fact that goats are new, and given the fact that Mean Girls uh, were are also new but and have struggled, I wanted have a to. Ton of I thought I was going to have to remove my eyes from my head before watching, before having to sit through this game. But uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Anthony uh, Kelters has looked great. Um, he's a very good athlete. His ability yeah. to take off is is just like he has like
1: another gear. It looks like he finally got a number or two.
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. He ha- he he did have when I, I was there. I can attest to it. Um, and and it just seemed like a more cohesive team. Um, and then on the other side, uh, goats goats moved the ball well too. And it, like, uh, the way that both teams played were was was uh absolutely uh similar, like very similar to each other in terms of like the actual outcomes and and the fact that you know both quarterbacks threw four touchdowns, two interceptions. They both were able to move the ball down the field. Um the it was it was impressive to see a goats keeping up and mean girls having improved from where they were early in the season um so really 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 uh happy to see that um and it it, it was just happy to people enjoy that kind of game cuz i really was like i really don't want to see this 12-6 garbage game like i didn't expect much from either team um and i've been talking to steven lombardi because uh, we played them early in the season, so I, I reached out to give them, give you know, offer some help if they had any questions and so on and so forth. Uh, but they seem to be on the right, right page. So I'm happy to see that. And we do
3: have Stephen, uh, we do have Steven Lombardi in chat saying, "Mean Girls with the big dubs, were making a comeback, boys." So he's <laughs> well, no, definitely. They have like, 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 a ton of talent.
0: Yeah. Well, even when we played them, they just were lost. Like they didn't know what they were doing, but. Like it was clear to me that it's not for lack of athleticism or, or lack of ability.
1: No, and I think to me, Kelsis is like the epitome of a lower division athletic QB that's trying to figure out the game mm-hmm. that can so explode.
0: That's the one thing I was going to say is on both sides, they the play concepts and and they're not like real progressions. They're not. It's it relies Get on open. athleticism, um, and so I think that. Both quarterbacks are gonna need to learn that to take the next step. But in the meantime, be an athlete, make plays. That's that's an underrated thing in FPF, especially in lower divisions. Uh for now, rely on that and then pick up on things you can you can uh Learn about you can learn as you go along in FPF. It's
3: funny how some teams have like live or die mentalities in FPF. like some people you can never play man, so it's you live and die by the zone, or same thing, their, their offense is just one on one battle, well, so you live and die by one on so. one.
0: So when we played them, this is again, uh, it, it, they're inexperienced. They're when I play when we played against Mean Girls, uh, they uh, they started off like basically 10 yards back, so it was just hooks and slants, hooks and slants, yeah. and then. At one point, we were calling a lot of crosses and drags and they said, I heard him scream from the sideline, guys, they're killing us with these drags, play a man. And I was like, mm. uh, <laughs> nope, that's not the appropriate response. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and so again, we talked after the game and it, again, they're new to FPF, right? They're learning. So that's, that's something uh, that they'll, they'll come across for sure. Um, Eagle, how many minutes of the interview? Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. So we'll, I'll get to one question. up um, finds themselves in the middle of the pack. Is there an issue here or will they be a low seed force in the playoffs?
1: I'm surprised that, I mean, if it's the same roster that I'm used to. I, it's
0: actually, I think it's even a stronger roster because um, they they have uh, Shaq Lattimore and um, Jordan McInnes. They have Max Marini throwing.
1: McInnes has only played one game, it looks like. Uh, oh, well, yeah, that changes things because he was there
0: when I saw them. So my mistake. Yeah, I he, thought he was on there full-time.
1: No, and, and he obviously changes their, their team completely.
0: But still, like the team is still pretty stacked. The Marinis, um, Shaq Lattimore. Shaq Latimore is as unguardable as you get in Division 5.
1: Well, yeah, and so is Marini as a QB too. I mean, uh, it's I'm, I'm very surprised that they're even in Division 5. I think it was a season or two ago where I played them in the finals, I think, yeah, in Division D or 4. Um, so it's surprising to see them actually go in the opposite direction as most teams. Um, but but I this think is
3: another example of a team that rely on their athleticism to win them games, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's not necessarily... Uh, granted, they're still good football players, but it's the system that if you haven't developed it and you've just been successful because jump balls or because mm-hmm. speed or whatever it is, eventually it catches up to you.
0: I remember uh, when last time we had played uh, whatever version of them they were, it was uh, a 12-yard seam thrown to Jordan McInnes... Twelve yards in the air, and it's like, well, what do you do? Yeah, you can't,
3: you <laughs> until can't you play a team who understands yeah. that. Right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Um, so now that we're done filibustering, answer my question.
2: What, what
1: was? Your <laughs> question? Is there an actual
0: issue here, or do you think there'll be a low ah. seed force
1: in the playoffs? Um, no, I think there'll be a lower seed. I think the the calls coming in, but.
0: Uh, they can't hear the dialing, so uh, uh, okay. you can talk through it. Um, Alex Bacalani now working. joins us, so Corey still hasn't answered my question. Yeah, I'm figuring it uh, out. Alex Bacalani of How's it? Go- it's okay, Mo, Mo knows this and still, still hasn't figured it out. Cool. Uh, Alex Bacalani, the Brazilian mapanguara, my favorite Brazilian receiver in FPF, joins us. Uh, he's the receiver of Finesse's, of course. How's it going, my dude? What's
5: well, good, guys. I'm all good. How about you?
0: Good. How has your life changed since becoming Brazilian?
5: <laughs> Bro, like, I still remember the exact podcast where it <laughs> happened. It was maybe like three or four years ago. And, like, I think, p you said, like, Bachelan, what kind of last name is that, right? Yeah. And I forget who it was, but somebody did a research on, on Google and they Paul said the like, oh, it was Brazilian because there's a big Lebanese community in Brazil. And then <laughs> it just stuck and just started saying... The best Brazilian receiver, whatever your favorite—I don't.
0: Know. I mean, you are the best Brazilian receiver in FPF. Like to this day, there isn't one. I guess with uh, more accolades than you have uh, for sure. Like that—that—that that, that part is that part of it is not disputable. Uh, how's, how's your night going so far?
5: Oh, good. Just finished work.
0: Just finished work. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you've uh, you have what three receivers of the year? Four. I just checked. Sure, four. eh? And was, yeah, that four, f- was that four seasons in a row? It, w-
5: <laughs> it was supposed to be back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, but there's one season between the third and the fourth one mm-hmm. that I didn't win it, and it was when I played with on
0: That was a weird season. I'm where so happy we know that. I got, I, no, but I got hurt, <laughs> and I, I got hurt in the second uh, week. I had a gardening injury.
1: Yeah. as we all do exactly. as we
0: do and i could i i i was it was such a weird injury um that i could do everything but i i literally couldn't throw a ball like i couldn't get it to eagle that's not the injury <laughs> <laughs> no, no no but like so, like so like i'd be able to like pick up the ball no problem and i felt fine and the second i would release it it would just fall out of my hand i would have no strength to release and it was like it was swollen. It was it was just awful. So John Larissa took over, and um, so like you know, as much as I I uh, do turn the ball over, my offenses are more dynamic than John Lauritsen's continual triple slants and, and hooks. And so uh, Alex did not did not uh, get the stats uh, he was expecting that season at all. But still, a fun season. I had a great time.
5: No, yeah, exactly. It was a fun season because my boys weren't playing, and I was for sure gonna play th- that summer. So it was cool experience. Um, met new guys, and yeah, I, I ran a lot of five yard hooks and five yards out. But <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what?
0: To to your credit, Alex, again, you 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 showed up every week and did not complain about it once. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely, uh, you know, was a good experience for everyone involved. Um, yeah, for sure. So. We've talked about a lot on Calling the Audible and I'm sure you, you guys are even tired of hearing it, but we actually get to ask you about it at this point. Uh when you see Ryan Karoof, he legitimately looks like Superman. Why is it that we, we haven't seen um him truly succeed uh on a consistent basis in FPF?
5: It's a super solid well, it's super simple answer actually. He just doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. He comes okay. to games late. He, he doesn't even know when, what's the schedule. We need to remind him every time. He's like, oh, damn, okay, I'm coming. Like, he just doesn't care. Like, <laughs> like he said, ta- talent-wise, he's, like, honestly, one of the best, if not the best, just pure passer in FPS. Mm-hmm. But just the mental aspect isn't here because he just doesn't care. He cared one season only, and I think it was the last season when we actually finished, like, eight and two, I think, and we made a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. He, he actually cared that season, and he had to like He made the, the, the all-star. You know what yeah. I mean? But other than that, he just doesn't care.
3: <laughs> Alex, um, so if you Google the word finesser, it tells you it's a person who uh, schemes or manipulates. So I wanted to know, is that the strength of your offense or is it basically just to feed you the ball <laughs> and win games? Uh,
5: no, I guess I used to get fed a lot like when we started playing mm-hmm. uh, in FPS. Then it kind of calmed down since Nirosh came because Nirosh is like an absolute stud, and now we just have a bunch of weapons, so everybody gets a, uh, everybody touches the ball. But I guess I get the most because I have the most experience. And I I usually don't draw balls, so I, I guess the stats reflect that. But um, no, finesse is just like a basically a thing that it, actually Ryan came up with it. It's actually Ryan that came up with it. Hip hop culture, we're trying to finesse people. Uh, we're trying to get like the upper hand on them. You know what I mean? It's just a, a, a fun thing that, that stuck because we used to be named the Pandas before, mm-hmm. but we just realized it was hella lame. Mm-hmm. So we changed to finessers with the gold chain on the on the t-shirt and it, that's what it is.
1: I actually yeah. had to hold Ryan's gold chain for him last night at the Jaegerbaum <laughs> game. Classic. <laughs> so I, I, he does I, I every scorekeeper. Ah, nice. That was <laughs> the first time I've had to do it, so. <laughs> um, He could just not wear
0: it to the game. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 he's, then he's not it. finessing. Exactly. Like, I don't wear my watches it's to the game. P- it's part of the term. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, So, Corey, uh, you don't know this offhand, but I'm going to pretend like there's a chance you know this. Do you know how many touchdowns Alex has caught in 87 games played in his FBF career?
1: I don't. I'm going to guess it's more than 87. Yeah, though. take a guess. I'm going to say 120. 114.
0: 114. So 14? 114. Okay, so you and again, due to that one season with Supply and Command, that's why it's not one twenty.
3: That's only regular season, by that's the way. That's only regular season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so impressive. playoffs, there's another eight, and if we count tournaments, uh, actually, I don't think you played fall.
5: No, I, I never played the fall. Kay. Yeah, so
3: we'll get there.
0: I tried to finesse them onto my team. It uh, didn't work.
5: I was actually
1: <laughs> hoping that finessers were in Division Five. I was going to ask him if you could play Saturday, but
0: <laughs> so I, I like the thing is like I don't. Like I'm, I'm happy to be talking to, to to Alex Eagle, but why are we doing this during Division Five?
3: Because we have met Lepage later, and he's one and two. Okay,
0: <laughs> all right. Anyways, why not? He well, Alex because why not? Show. Um, Alex, so this season, uh, given the fact that you 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 know you've got your sort of your feet wet with uh you know the games you've played so far, um, w- who have been the greatest challenge for finessers?
5: The greatest challenge, honestly, I I'm really no disrespect to any any of the teams. Like they're all pretty good. It like, like there's all, some disrespect we're, we're all the same caliber. We're all, we're all the same caliber. I, I don't really think that they're they're way better than us. Or there was a super hard challenge. We just play like trash this season. We're absolute trash this season. Like quarterback play and def- and defensively, we're just absolute trash. Uh, a bunch of guys are always missing at the games. So. Honestly, like it sounds like we had a, like, a hard challenge. It's just like we, we're, we we're doo-doo straight up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this, the the biggest challenge is gonna be uh, this Saturday. I think we face uh, the Ballers and they're undefeated. Yeah. Plus we're we're gonna be missing Niroche and uh, Lucas. I think, like, are one of the best defensive players. So yeah, we're gonna get spanked. Uh,
0: That's not fun. And yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. just so like and you
3: ballers have, have the hardest schedule and they're perfect.
0: So. Yeah, so so just just so you know, um, B ballers cowardly joined Division Six uh, last season, where we didn't know anything about them. They're placed in Division Six D because they're cowards, and mm-hmm. um, not the criteria you mentioned before. Well, because they only had they had they had uh, Gab yeah, Wiseman. Wiseman yeah. And in another FPF player, I maybe Zach's weren't. I don't know. They had two no, FPF, they so them. they didn't meet the criteria to be to be in Division Six. It's like they knew. Um, and <laughs> then, and then, frustratingly, like we found out later that they are like um, a not team only, team. but not only like not only do they have like tackle football accolades, they also have flag football accolades. And we like uh-huh. I was watching them play, and I saw a Division Six quarterback receive a rolling snap from his snapper and i was like yeah that's not division six that's <laughs> what do you mean by a rolling so like like he starts rolling like he starts uh, rolling out and the, the, snap the, the snapper hits him while he's in motion
1: yeah that's not division six no <laughs> that's hey. not division six
0: at all and so yeah so good luck they are much better than uh than even, like, most teams in Division 4. Like, having moved up all these divisions, they're still better than most of the competition uh, in Division 4. But, I mean, they're not violating the cap in anyway. It's just sort of like a loophole that they sort of got caught in.
5: Yeah, they're rookies in the league, so obviously they're... And just they started Division 6, like you said. They can't yeah. just fucking bump to Division 1. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I keep at The stats of the, of the quarterback, Jesus Christ, Patrick Mahomes' number.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nonsense. It's nonsense.
3: So Alex, I usually play a lot of defense. Um, my hands aren't uh-huh. the greatest, and even now with the coronavirus going around, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to catch that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to know: Do you have any like tips for anyone who wants to improve their offensive game, whether it be like the, the route running or in terms of you know trying to get balls and, and make sure you don't drop anything? Like, what's your advice to those players? Uh,
5: I'm not the right person to, to ask. Honestly, I just.
0: He's just immensely
5: His answer is be another person. Yeah, you know? it comes <laughs> naturally. No, no, no. Like, like obviously, like, I have a lot of flaws in my game. But if there's two things I do have, it's, uh, it's my hands are excellent and my, right, my route running is really good. Because I really like athleticism, athleticism. I'm not athletic, basically. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not the fastest. I'm not the strongest. I'm not the, more, the, more, the most athletic. But I do have pretty stick hands and my route running is solid. Plus, I have a good understanding of the game. So I always end up getting open, and I catch everything. But if
0: I have
5: one tip to give, it's that you guys should always wear gloves. Because gloves make the biggest difference.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and,
0: and the, the one thing I would say about your game, Alex, having played with you and having uh, watched you play before that, is uh, what a lot of guys take for granted is uh, you're not stupid, and a lot of guys are stupid and so like you understand the 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 whole play concept so you know when you need to run your route to completion you know when you need when you can sit in a zone you know you, you, Mm -hmm. you understand what the defense is doing you understand what the rest of your offense is doing and and that's like for someone who's playing quarterback that's a huge credit and that that's why you got fed so early is you create uh separation and you do that by not even being the fastest guy just by not being stupid. So, Eagle, what you can improve on is intelligence.
3: All I heard was wear gloves <laughs> and catch the ball forehead, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, Alex, thank you so much for joining us. The Brazilian mapanguara of finessers joined, joined us here on guys. the Audible. Thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk soon. Okay, buddy?
5: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, and have a good night. Thanks, Thanks Alex. You too. Ciao.
0: Eagle, how are we doing on time?
3: We're doing good. Let's talk about co-ed.
0: Where is Division 4? No, I need to know the actual time.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, we are at one uh,
0: thirty-five. So how much time into this time? 25 minutes. Hour? 35 minutes? 20. 20, 20, 25. 25 left? Yes. Got it. Thank you. All right, so plus 10. Good. Um. <laughs> so I talked for 10 minutes without realizing that I didn't turn on the thing directly
3: in front That's of me. That's not now. bad, actually. <laughs> Usually expect, you go the whole show. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, it's, to be fair, this is more of a production job than piece job.
3: Yes, I produced it in front of you with I do, all the controls. <laughs> I do
0: have a couple of questions, though, before we go into co So this, correct me if I'm wrong, but this hour is – because, again, I, I could have just showed up before and had the, the pre-show meeting, but no. Um, th- This hour is Div 5 and co-ed, right? That's right. Yeah. And so and four one two and women's is – sorry, and 35 and plus is the last correct. hour. Correct. Got it. Cool. So in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the last few questions I have Mm-hmm. about teams in division five uh, because i do we do have a little bit of time um i asked you that okay the
1: teams, so the yeah so can you answer my question is there an issue <laughs> with Ice or will it be a force in the playoffs um i don't think there'll be a force in the playoffs so there's an issue what's the issue missing jordan mcKinnis right that's fair that's fair I, I, like replacing
0: a guy who's that big and that talented is not easy
3: they're sitting on the 8th spot right now like just 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 in but also look at the list of who can potentially catch them like they're still 3 and 3 so you yeah, have Big Baller Brand Tip Top Shape and Voodoo which are effectively in the running Longhorns is the odd man out they, do they have a game catch up they do have a
0: game in hand <clears throat> over uh, Bud Knights though who yeah. are technically ahead of them for reasons true for reasons
3: also Spar- well, Spartans are tied with yeah is it just me mm-hmm. or
1: feels easier to make the playoffs this year um It
0: depends.
3: I have two teams. Looking, eight out of fourteen teams, and you think that's easier? I guess I'm just thinking about like maybe division <laughs> four,
1: because it's so split up. There's there's four conferences. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. Because I was talking to to Langbird, and he was like, oh, "I'm not worried about making the playoffs. So only two teams don't, and there's both teams are already zero three. So it's kind of like or whatever. At the time, it was like zero three or zero four. So yeah. it just seemed like if there's a few, bad I will teams, find a way not to play off, If though. there's a few bad teams in the conference, then it's yeah. that it's kind of smooth sailing
3: for the rest of the teams.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. It depends. It depends on the conference, though, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah. So in Division Five,
3: admittedly, we could have done six or seven teams, but I digress. Division Five,
0: Bob. Division Five A, Conference B, Fighting Tigers are the only team uh, with a positive uh, point differential. Uh, and mostly do their, their their forfeit that are sitting at the bottom of the rankings. Uh, the Russ is strong. Why is why is it that Seth Galina hasn't found a way to consistently put up points, given that given that he has such a strong team?
1: Uh, I'm I'm really surprised actually because he might uh, what he lacks in kind of physical ability. Uh, I would argue he's probably one of the smarter people. In he's ones.
0: also one of the illustrious eight. Oh really? He is. He is. I, 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 I tricked him though. It was a shoot. But uh, anyway, so n-
1: not an athletic pick. Just no, no. I just,
0: I, I, I just knew where he was going with the ball. Nice.
1: And I stood there. Um. But he, I'm, I'm fairly certain he writes articles for college football. He does. Um. And and he's, and a, he's a coach too. Exactly. And I, I've read some of his stuff, and he's super insightful, and and mm-hmm. he really understands and knows the game. So to me, that's the biggest su- part of the surprise. Um. He has a few big targets, a few uh, – one or two athletic guys on the team. Notably um, Jamie
0: OJ, of course.
1: Yeah. And uh, – but, yeah, so it, for me it's a surprise. Um, I can see them bouncing back and, and having a good second half, though, once he figures it out.
0: All right, so this one's going to be an annoying question for you, but uh, I figure I put you to work. Uh, Eagle, you can chime in on this one too. Mm-hmm. Ducks and cover have tied three games in six weeks. Oh, wow. So, A, is that a record, Eagle.
3: Uh, well, it's funny because I I think I have the record with lockdown at seven weeks with three ties. So you that would have been winter twenty fourteen. I think. What's the record? Me?
1: What's the record over a season for ties? Probably three, uh, I four, think or five.
3: Three is the record. Actually, it's tough to tie so two if, games. if and I tied three of them. Jeez.
1: If you're gonna play for something, I mean, try to play for the most <laughs> <Yeah>. ties, right? <laughs> um. So play play FPFGM,
0: okay, and cool. and not is like. General manager, okay. and arrange a trade that helps them acquire a speedy two-way player because that's what I feel Ducks and Cover are missing. It's a speedy two-way guy. Who are you giving up, and who are you acquiring? And you got to put in the trade machine too. Like it's got to make sense. Like they can't give away nothing and get like Noah Groper, right? So,
1: no. And I don't know how much room they have to play in their cap. Let's that ignore, would, ignore the cap momentarily. Eagle, you have, you have any ideas? Who who can they? Can we use Alex since we just had him on the show? Sure, and his cap wasn't that high. Although, um, like, speed's not really Alex's game. No, but
0: I don't think they need necessarily speed. They do. They desperately need speed. Because they, they have so many big physical, recept- like, possession receivers. So,
1: they have one guy named Felix, I believe. Uh, judging on the number, I think that's what his name is. He showed up to the Combine. And he was one of the guys that I was very impressed with. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was supposed to be on their team prior to the season or not. Um, but he has a ton of speed and, and, like, football speed, too. Like, he's he's fairly quick and athletic. Um, so I don't know why they don't seem to be using him very much. Well, he's he's like the one
0: dude because I, I tell you, the rest are just clones Are just giant physical possession guys who don't drop balls and who are solid on defense but not spectacular.
1: Yeah, like it, so if it is the guy, hold on, let me pull up the picture, but um, I'm he only has three catches in seven games. So I don't know if they're just not using him or if he's not spraying the field, maybe because he's new to the roster mm. he's
3: not getting enough playing time. So Eagle,
0: who's the guy you're trading and who are you acquiring?
3: Well, I was actually going to say, uh, Renault uh subbed a game with Green Wave. So maybe we go get someone off of them. GR Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so cross the visual trade. Uh, Ryan Kastner has played with them potentially. Oh, wow. You can bring in Tony Curry. It's not bad. Well, but Red that's Evans. not speed. Come on. Yeah. So here, yeah. I
1: so I have an answer to your question. Um, I'd probably trade Tabari Yearwood. Okay. Um, who I actually think could help another team, but I don't know that he fits uh, what the Ducks are trying Cause to Because, again, do.
0: he's just more of what they have, right? Like, not, exactly. not a bad player at all. I he love doesn't, He doesn't
1: uh, – yeah, exactly. He doesn't necessarily add anything new to the roster. What he yeah. does well, they've already done They already well. have, yeah. Exactly. And I go and I get uh, – one moment. Um, so uh, Jeff Carpentier from Le Lou, who's relatively new. He's the guy that I was talking about before. I don't know if you could pull him up, uh, Eagle. I'm having trouble on my computer. Uh, I think Jeff. Carpaccio. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I watched him the other day, and and he'd be the exact kind of player that they're missing. So ducks and cover. Time to make some calls. Time to make some calls. Um,
0: blackouts in five B have allowed an impressively low seventy six points. They also only averaged nineteen and a half points a week scored. Oh. Um, will this catch up with them and who needs to step up on that roster? Uh,
1: so let me take a look at the roster. Eagle to scroll. So obviously, as soon as a team is struggling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So as soon as a team's struggling, uh, I mean, you look to their top guys, right? And and their top guys, obviously, Vanslet. Vanzlet like, and, well, Michael Kazak has only played Zach- three games, but. Like yeah, exactly. Like I, I've I've seen him have standout games in like Division Two and Three. He's a stud, right? He's a stud. So uh, Chris Sione, somebody who can uh, can contribute as well, but he's only played two games. So, so, I so think is that
0: mostly the issue you think to just roster inc- inc- inconsistency? Uh,
1: I believe so. Um, I've seen them have success in in the past. Um, so I I don't. To me, that has to be it. I think the chemistry is there when they're all together. Um, and they definitely have the athletes and the skill to to succeed
3: statistically they should not be winning games. their opponents are averaging twenty six point four eight points four and they are averaging twelve point six seven points against per game pretty much so defensively they 're doing great offensively they 're scoring nineteen and a half and their opponents are allowing twenty five against
0: so they should actually be losing much more games than Luke. Lo- yeah. so that i mean that's impressive though on the defensive behalf though right like that's that shows that the defense is actually good it just the offense needs to needs to to meet them halfway um I'll ask one question just cuz i teased it before and then I'll, uh, we'll we'll add the last question if we have time after co-ed. ben reed's been playing great for southside pieces other than this past week uh what do you think has helped his improvement cuz i feel like he's improved very quickly over a short period of time as a fellow quarterback uh what do you see in in and how he's made that leap so quickly?
1: If it's the same Benjamin Reed I'm thinking of, um I've always thought he kind of had the tools to succeed. My
0: thing was he used to really stare down like his read and not
1: even his read, he would stare to where
0: he's going with the ball. It's like he would he would make his read and then look to the spot and then throw there, you know what I mean?
1: If I had to give him advice, it would be f- staring down in a specific spot's okay. And if that's what you're used to, you the way to get out of that is to not stare at where your receiver's going, but stare at the defender that you want to isolate. Mm-hmm. That means that that defender's not going to move, and then you just throw around him. Yeah.
0: Um, so it's similar, but it's, it's just a you're, slight you're, adjustment. You're
1: changing the, the approach just a little bit. But
0: I noticed he doesn't do that as much anymore, to be fair. like, I, like I, I, w- I legitimately watched for that last night, and I played him in fall, and he actually did a good job of moving defenders with his eyes. So that was that was pretty impressive um, so that's the thing I noticed. Um,
1: but what is it about his game you like? I just think he has a really strong arm. he's athletic when he needs to be. He's not a guy that's going to run all the time, but he will extend to play um, and i I just think he has the the physical tools uh to to do really well um, So now let's move on to Coed.
0: Uh, what are your thoughts on the coed division as a general? observation, what you've seen, like, because you've been in FPF long, like, probably, when did you join FPF, anyway?
1: Other than it's nice to see, like, girls on the field, too, that what, what kind of thoughts are you looking for? Well, like, you know, like, just... Hey, it is a PG <laughs> show, I guess not. No, <laughs> no, no the, the,
0: like, sort of like, uh, did you think there would be a point where we get to uh, having multiple co-ed divisions, let alone even co as a concept?
1: No, definitely not. Uh, I think I've been around, what, 2013, maybe, 2014? Um, so, no, it's not something I have ever really thought of. It's really cool to see... The growth of women football, women in football, I think in the province in general. I mean, mm-hmm. talking to Tara, she coaches. Uh, she's got a ton of people that she wants to bring into the league, um, and not only that, but the girls who play are, are are very good. We played the Braves team in the fall with the girls that they bring out, um, and they're better than a lot of the guys I play with in in some of my divisions, mm-hmm. and some of my teams. So uh, it's I think it's it's really impressive. It's great for our league. It's great for the game.
0: I remember the first time I saw Venice throw, throwing, I was like, I wish I had that arm. Yeah. Because <laughs> she can sling it. She can absolutely sling it. Yeah. Um, we, we just inducted Tam Velodeth to the Hall of Fame. Yes. So, first of all, congratulations, Tam. I actually reached Congrat- out to him yeah, to message him specifically. I told him that uh, I am so happy to have him in the Hall of Fame for a couple of reasons. The first reason I want to mention was he's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. And he's he's the kind of person we want in the Hall of Fame. Someone we can truly be proud of representing our league. Yep. You know what I mean? And um, it's it, it's really it's really awesome that he's he's uh, gotten to a point where we've recognized that. One of the comments I saw on Facebook today was, "Wow, Tam's, Tam wasn't in the Hall of Fame yeah. because it's, it was truly surprising that it, it took this long."
3: He missed last year. I think he came in sixth or seventh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so he was just 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 out.
0: Um, but I think one of the things that's sort of underrated about him is. Um, he was one of the first high-division guys to play co-ed. He brought Vanessa Beery in uh, throwing in uh, the overnight tournament. And that was the first place I saw her play in. And um, give, what, what do you think that – meant to co-ed at the time having someone who was as established as respected in the community as tan Veledith, being a division two player but not only division two division one player but not only being that caliber of player but being someone that people genuinely liked and people genuinely respected
1: I, I think i mean it's it's hard to argue i don't think that there's many people I, I don't think there's anybody in in the league that would kind of shut out the idea of bringing uh girls into play and and mm. and talented girls like vanessa um but i think that with tam he's already somebody that's super well respected in the community um so it 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 kind of adds that extra element of like hey let's let's try to make this more of a thing let's try to make this more consistent um and and kind of people jump on the bandwagon
0: and i, got, like I gotta say I, i'm i'm guilty of this just because what i've seen in the past is when new divisions get added teams are skeptical to join like players not even teams with players are skeptical. like i remember like the first season of division six, there was ten teams What are we at now forty four yeah and or, and like it was like, oh well if I win a ch- like higher division guys saying, well, if I win a championship of division six, like that's not gonna count you know or, or it was division e anyway, just say well, when those one yeah. of those new divisions and and I was like, man, okay, so it'll be like Div- division five guys playing with some you know very talented women like it'll be cool, but like and then, like, right away we saw, like, Division 1, 2 talent playing in co I'm like, yep. well, that, that's super cool. Like, that's, that's something I didn't expect off the bat. I thought it was something that would happen over time. And I think, guys, like, like there's more. But, like, again, we're talking about Tam specifically because of his induction. I think that really helped uh, it get to the point where it is so quickly.
3: I think what I like best about the division is that even though there is higher division talent in co-ed, they're not necessarily dominating either, right? No, like, no. it's very competitive for all the different teams. Well, and, and, and the
0: teams the teams that rely specifically on their guys tend to be the le- the least successful teams. So even, look, you can't play with ignoring
1: the women on your field because you can't win games and you have four players in the field. No, and because there's higher division guys like Tam, uh, Chris Millard, I've seen play a lot of coed. Mm-hmm. Um they take away the other top division guys yeah. on their team. So, it, so long it, long. it really exactly, it really becomes of okay, how good is the depth on your team? Mm-hmm. And you have to have two girls out there, so they obviously play a huge factor.
0: Absolutely. Uh Party Mix lose their first game of the season to Power Rangers despite Emma Racine going off four three touchdowns. Uh
1: surprising to you? Um, no, because I don't know too much about either team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> great reason. So just being honest. Um
3: Pete, you only threw two interceptions in this game. What? Oh yes,
1: I am I
0: am from Oh really? Okay. Yeah. It's but, a, it's an old joke from about seven seasons. I've ago. never seen
1: you wear the headband. <laughs> yeah, I used to actually my first few seasons I used to rock a headband to hold my glasses in place. I used to back in like high school where I'd just cut off a sleeve or something and put it under my helmet. But um no, I mean I like honestly just looking at the rosters kind of for the first time uh there's there's a lot of talent so ju- just
0: like teams. you know uh to to those listening to those watching specifically those from the co-ed divisions uh you know i i am kind of throwing Corey in the bus because we we uh we we asked him to join the show last minute uh prep came out last minute and i missed the pre-show meeting so <laughs> i appreciate you we, we have yeah we <laughs> greeting,
1: yeah. didn't have a chance to talk really before the show but that's okay no but and it's, it's again f- blame so, my driver it's unfortunate because uh, a lot of the co-ed games seem to happen at the the same fields, mm-hmm. the same times um so and and because i'm i have a set schedule with scorekeeping i don't get to necessarily move around as much as i'd like similar i'm, I'm at Heber
0: all the time so right
1: if you notice a lot of the games i recap are at Heber. exactly um
0: because we do try as much as possible to recap the games we saw because some of the criticism we've received in the past is well but you're obviously just going with the stat sheet but like we can't be everywhere right. <laughs> you know or so can you and and the thing is that one of the you, benefits one of the benefits of the of the of the model we have now with the articles uh, one of the one of the. The few positives is that uh, it forces guys to cover different teams they wouldn't have covered otherwise. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, and, 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 our, and, and so sorry, for, fortunately for us, it allows us to talk about the games we saw instead of just games that weren't covered in, in, in articles. Uh, but that said, um, w- looking at that and looking at these teams here, uh, I, I don't think it's entirely surprising. I think Party Mix is going to struggle with a team like Power Rangers uh generally, like marilou Bernard is is one of the top female players in f p f of course, and we know Serge Pilon and Tamvil death and Maxim Jirou, like they these guys these are players that will cause all sorts of problems for you across the board um so that's that 's definitely it wasn 't particularly surprising for me, but they were a team that were strong to start the season um third down for what saw Sarah Parker throw seven touchdowns we actually had a debate here um. I think they'll be eligible for Hall of Fame at the same t- the same season, um, but Sarah Parker f- and Vanessa Sarah Parker, Parker and Vanessa Beery. I uh, think so actually. Yeah. So like, who do you think gets the higher percentage
1: of the vote? Uh, I'd,
3: That's a good question. That yeah, a, that is a
1: really good question. Um, why not both? So like, they get the same amount. Sure. Way to weasel out of the question. Uh, I mean why not? That's what we got you here. That, that could we easily. got you here for strong takes that, that could, could easily be- happen. No, I'm gonna I'll I'll play on the fence here. But <laughs> uh, Eagle, choose one. Uh,
0: it means you hate the other one. You know, because this is sports radio. <laughs>
3: it's funny because when you think about you know, Coed when it first started, Beery was like the big star named talent. But we knew Cy Parker kind of as well, like yeah, but she's taken over in terms of, like, a star of her own, right? And Already mm-hmm. at, like, a receiver in DB, but not also now as quarterback and dominating in those systems and working with Alex yeah. David and trying to learn the game a little bit more on that front and just, just an overall beast on the field. So I think Parker probably has a better chance, honestly. To
0: like earn a little bit more, yeah. yeah. I think I think it might be tough, though, just because, like, the, the name recognition of Vanessa Beery, like, she, she's FPF's first female, super, like, star, right? And it, and it happened at that overnight tournament – and it happened with you know Division One talent around, so like because of that, I think the, just the, the exposure.
3: Then again, Sarah's dominated on every aspect of the yeah. game. That's the other. What's the
0: so it'll come down to like accomplishment versus um, versus uh, name recognition, which is I think one of the things that happens a lot with the votes is sometimes uh, the, the 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 name sort of carries more weight than than. Um, yeah, because you're,
1: you're going to have tons of people voting just by like, looking at it not really
0: doing so
3: f- a lot of what homework. It, what I we, think what that it, being said, though, in the women's division, uh, Sarah Parker's Team Texas did play Vanessa Beery's Fleur de lis and Texas won 20-18. So just right there, we have an edge.
1: I mean, based on the one game. Well, so the, the student, plays, the student most has become re- <laughs> the <laughs> master. The most recent game to, yeah. l- to check
3: out. Well, that's again, that's sports,
0: that's sports radio. That's, that's that what you're supposed what to do, do is overreact to the most recent thing. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. So is 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 that a co-ed record? Seven touchdowns? Because I know nine Same is though. the f is
1: the FPF uh, standard I record. I have yet to throw seven this I year. Seven so that's ever I've thrown six. I, don't, I have thrown 6 i I might have thrown it like once in my career. So I that's super impressive to me.
0: Um, yeah. So,
3: Peter Thorne seven interceptions. So I like, have
0: this season. This season. That's that's. I, a, I was at that game. It was tough. So was basically,
3: tough. if you and Sarah Parker were to fuse, you'd be Jameis Winston.
0: Oh, I, I'm, I am James. I'm, <laughs> I I suffer from the same level of linebacker blindness that James Winston suffers from. Um, so, Corey, you need to choose from weapons that Sarah Parker has. You have to choose between Alexi Gaumont and Kevin Lubin, who you got and why.
1: I think I'll go Gaumont.
0: Spoiler alert, I was going to go with the opposite no matter what you say, but yeah,
1: defend Gaumont. Fair enough. Um, I, I just think that he has a lot of experience on different teams, mm-hmm. so he's a little bit more adaptable. Um and I, I've seen him make big plays in in big moments, but then again, I've also seen him uh, make mistakes in big moments. So I think that I mean you only you can only learn from those things. So I think if you were to take the the player right now, I'd probably side with Gomo. Um, this works out for me because I've actually been teammates with Kevin Lubin. I've
0: actually known Kevin Lubin a long time. He's one of the guys who helped me uh, learn in FPF uh, and develop as you know as quickly as i did as a receiver no, I was not as a quarterback but he helped me a lot i develop as a snapper and, and just learn about the game um uh, so like his he'll have forgotten more about fpf than most people will ever know um but he's he's a guy who gets criticized for his personality a little bit um but i i just think that sometimes people uh, will label someone's got a fiery personality as a bad teammate. my experience with him was the opposite just a really good dude uh I like him a lot i I kind of like guys who have a little bit of an edge and you know are a bit uh you know, for lack of better terms, can it can be a little bit of a, a, a an ordinary character, a little bit of a jerk, so shit, to say. Shit disturber. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't mind that at all. I don't. Mean, I, I, I don't even at times. You know? Yeah, and, and bringing Jalen onto bandit. Well, Brothers. that's. I, I've also heard you preaching to the <laughs> choir a little bit. Um, definitely, as a teammate, you love it. You're always fired up. You're always um, in the game, and you're kind of like me. Who's not? You're not a guy who sort of gets fired up particularly so like i i I play better when i'm a little bit more relaxed and not not, uh too emotional so and uh, that's closer to your like real life disposition anyway right yeah exactly so no but and it's funny because i was kind of i wasn't nervous but Sanner likes the team run a very specific way Mm -hmm. and i was worried that bringing jalen on might disrupt that but I think Jalen's brought a ton to our team, and I think the team's responded well to Jalen's passion. So I think everyone can benefit from a yeah. guy like that on their team. Um,
0: as after absolutely getting ripped by Yin and Yang, Jays have won three straight games. Uh, can they legitimately keep winning uh, with all of the offense going through Adrian De Uh
1: So hold on. If, P- if Eagle can bring it up, Peagle. I just combine the two of you.
0: Oh, <laughs> that <laughs> is our that is our dating name. That's uh, our uh, your Tinder wh- profile. Yeah, whenever whenever we get whenever Eagle and I finally get married, that'll be how the media refers to us. P-Eagle.
1: the 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 new the future FPF media will refer to us as peagle It's like a a, a, a mix <laughs> of a of a puppy or something. That'll be your in a, in
3: a, yeah. How do we never come up with this up till now? Co- Corey's smarter P-Eagle? than us. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need new talent. Yeah.
1: Um. Or just talent in general. So, uh, remind me of the question.
3: Um, Adrian Dizotua, he gets eight of the 19 completions in this game. And he's
1: just generally the, the, the guy that, yeah. that
0: Jaime Long goes to. because he's, he's the hard carry. Like, for the first few weeks, the offense just wasn't working, and so he decided, I'm going to go through him all the time.
1: Well, yeah, that's what you do as a quarterback, right? You just you keep going with what but works.
0: can that be legitimately successful? I know they want three straight, but can it be legitimately su- successful moving forward? um given that it's co-ed uh given that all the things you set up with the matchups and stuff
1: yeah uh do you see that this can work uh look don't don't change what's what's working if it ain't broke Mm -hmm. don't fix it right um so i think that he can ride this as long as he needs to um and i think it will continue to work um but i think he needs a plan b just in case
0: yeah, um, I'm gonna throw some stats at you—not uh, only stats, but sort of like rankings and explain the different receivers because you might not be as familiar with the coed division as we discussed, Thank which you. is fine. Again, like the—it's the, the, an unrealistic expectation for us to know all 218 core FPF teams and all of coed and all of 35 plus and uh, all of women. All the new teams, yeah. But that's what we're asked to do. So uh, I'll give you some background. Okay. Uh, Daphne Moret, um, Moret sorry, leads all women in coed in all three major statistical categories touchdowns receptions and yards. Okay. Uh, so we'll start with her like she's got, she leads Coet 2 in touchdowns for, of all the women. Rachel Clark is second in catches, second to Daphne. Uh, but up there as well and Jessica Goslain is second in uh, in receptions. Uh, who would best fit just based on their accomplishments so far? Um, Given that, like, you know, Moray is definitely the one who, who, who uh, is, the sc- is the scorer of the group. Rachel Clark uh, is one who uh, gets, gets a ton of yards. And Jessica Gosselin is uh, – sorry, yeah, Rachel Clark gets, gets a, a lot of catches. And Jessica Gosling is the one to stretch the field. Who fits the Corey Wolowski offense best and why? I know it's th- it's a weird question because I'm asking you based on their stats alone. But if you had to pick up a woman for COVID right now, just based on stats and and what you see, who do you th- who do you think best fits your offense? Uh,
1: that was a lot of information too, to yes. kind of take in all at once. Because I had to like explain <laughs> it first, like g- given that I was like chances
0: are you not you haven't seen all three of them, um, I had to sort of set it up for you first and then
1: sort of let you make your decision.
3: Do you want someone with touchdowns, yards, or completions?
1: Uh, so, f- from what I've seen, especially this year, I don't usually. I'm not the guy that's going to throw ten five yard hooks and c- run down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like. I tend to like my big play receivers and and use matchups. Um, so I think give me the uh, give me the speed one every so day. So yeah. So as
0: soon as as soon as you hit the coed Jessica Gosling, you got to give her a call. That's it's a bit of an unfair question too because Daphne Morey does have a slight edge over all the other girls in coed. So. Uh, but it's not. It's not by a ton. It's not by a ton. all three of them are having an incredible seasons so far. Um. I was talking to Lemis Eljundi th- this week. She refereed my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to her on the show last week, and she said something and didn't tell me it was off the record. Uh, okay. So um, oh, here we go. Here's talk the about news. I'm going to talk about it. Um, does she play as well as ref? she
2: not an an FPF, an FPF, doesn't not an
0: play an FPF yet, but okay. she does, she's talking about bringing in a team next season. Okay, cool. Um, she said that, I asked her about like women joining FPF and I said like, I'm thrilled about it. I think it's super awesome. I said, I'm surprised it took as long as it did given how popular flag football is for women in high schools yes. and, and in the CJP where it isn't that popular for guys. Uh, and I said like, why is it okay? She said, well, you know, there's, there's GMAA run leagues and there's, there's other leagues. I, and she said, uh, but to be honest, she actually said FPF was the most fun to play in so far from what she's experienced because the rules are a bit more lax. Like like as soon as you spin in GMA, that's considered a jump, and like so wow. you're, you're kind of penalizing athleticism. And I guess their goal is because it's it's a high school league. Like they want to sort of make everyone feel like involved and and not have like sort of sort of the superstars take over the, uh, the, the, their league. But I've like live through that. To be honest you know, I've always said like you shouldn't have rules that punish people for excellence, right? Like right. you should highlight excellence and, and, and use that to try and elevate others to get to be their own personal best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most
3: of our rules are for safety purposes rather yeah. than anything else. Right? They're for safety
0: but and it's but it's also fully intended to be an offensive league. It's fully intended to be high paced and quick. Uh, we reduced the our, our, our uh, I was gonna say shot clock. We reduced our, yeah. our play clock our play clock and we've seen we've seen the the Efficiency levels rise in FPF in a way that we never thought. We're like, we get more plays per game, but does that mean it's gonna be a sloppier game? Nope, it's been the opposite. Offensive right. becomes so efficient. Yeah. And and we even Clock see management
3: it. becomes even more intense now, yeah. right? Because yeah, you have people like get to the line, snap the ball right away, and others they drag every single step. Like second I remember
0: the and then like I remember when I was coaching uh, FPF Junior, our team huddled zero times. They got to the line and 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 we would call the play once they were at the line. And that was the advantage of having a coach, which we don't have in FPF But yeah, I guess you could do that to a degree too in FPF I But I mean, I think the
1: quarterback takes that role. That's that's what yeah. makes it such. But a good it's it's
0: harder. To, I find I feel like it's harder to do at the quarterback position than rather than having someone whose job it is only to yes. make sure a
1: everyone gets line b call the play. It's harder to get like change the pace of of the game, like get out of a funk or yeah. uh, get yourself out of trouble, because you're just in such a like, you're in a specific mindset. Um. So
0: is Sandrin who of District the women's District this time? Because uh, there's a yeah, district Division yeah, Three yeah, and d- true. Um, is is she having the best season of all women's quarterbacks? Uh, we've talked about uh, Sarah Parker. We've talked about uh, Vanessa Biry, of course, them being sort of the, the quote unquote celebrity quarterbacks of the division. But if you look at the uh, the the leaders page, she's actually leading in touchdowns. Uh, she's she's thrown an impressively low amount of interceptions. Uh, Eagles taking a sweet time. This to is hard them. to do so without a mousepad. So get a mousepad. No, I just take Amazon. To... Nah. <laughs> I so now know what I'm getting you for. From, Sarah from, from, Parker uh, and to go to
3: Bay are very close. Jesus, yeah. look at that. Yeah,
0: it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, see, like, so we haven't talked about her as much, and part of it is us not knowing the division as well as we know the other divisions. But is she having the best season of all women in uh, the women's division?
1: I guess you have to kind of define best, right? So, what do you prefer? That's what I'm asking you to do. Well, <laughs> from your sensibilities. So, here, let so me show do you, my attempts. No, 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 no. It's okay. Go back to what you had. You want yards? Yeah. G- okay. No. Yeah. Give me yards. Because do you rather a quarterback to throw 16 touchdowns, no interceptions, and only sacked once? Or do you rather the extra four interceptions with the two to three picks and the five or six more sacks? Because yeah. those have huge impacts in games, and the touchdowns could just mean that they're running up the score on, on weaker opponents, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily indicative to how they're performing as a whole. So your answer is maybe. Yes. <laughs>
0: Strong takes by Corey in the second. That's right. I'm trying to stay <laughs>
1: as neutral as possible.
0: Um, Eagle, I'm going to run through stuff as quickly as possible. You tell yep. me when I'm running out of time. Uh, Alexand- Alexandrine Tratier of my Huntset Girls 25 catches 380 yards and 5 touchdowns she's the only receiver in the top 10 of all categories that isn't from the top 3 teams which is Florida Lee District and and uh, uh, Team Texas uh, is it possible she isn't even getting used enough when you look at the fact that uh, Huntset Girls aren't uh, one of the top teams in the division
1: yeah for sure uh, if you're struggling you, you should lean on your best player a little bit more um and clearly if they're not having any kind of success they're not I shouldn't say any kind of success but if they're not having that much success so far um, then there's definitely opportunity to get your best players more involved
3: five games in she's gotten 50% of the touchdowns on this roster so yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, oh, no. The usage rate is incredibly high for sure. That's another thing we can start to calculate is usage rate on offenses. Uh, but anyway. It's that, coming. <laughs> is uh, I is got drops some, coming? I got some
3: new advanced Drops a lot, to come. A lot, of people,
1: a lot of people keep asking me about Quarterbacks drop.
3: want drops Behind to be scenes, caught. I know, I know targets. Uh, we just don't have that exposed yet. Yeah. But I know if you suck. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, targets don't
3: always mean drops. Like, it could be just you Bad know, throws. No, oh, I'd have to look for plays of which you are the target, of mm-hmm. which it was uh, no PD on it or... No, way. but it could
0: be an, overthrow. It could be could an be overthrow. Yeah, but
3: if it's an overthrow, I don't think we really count it as a target.
0: No, but we need drops oh, specifically what? counted.
3: Anyway. But yeah, then it's an extra, extra little button for the scorekeeper.
1: Yeah. Like, just... So then, you so, want the so scorekeeper Corey, to evaluate whether there was a drop Absolutely. or whether it was a bad drop. You, you
0: you have so
2: much
1: so time. when I you, see you guys imagine, imagine the, imagine the uh, arguments between balance. players and scorekeepers
3: to say like, oh, that was a drop. No, it wasn't. There was a bad pass. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I was gonna say, when you put a target when you scorekeep a game, yeah. do you do it because the ball was in the vicinity of a receiver, or more because it like hits him in the chest and hits the ground, or like misses by like half an inch or no, something? No, no, if no.
1: If it's no.
0: in, if if it's I- attempted towards that player. Yeah, yeah exactly.
3: So if
1: the guy's running a fade down the sideline and the guy launches it out of bounds well that's the target right so it's not necessarily a drop at all
0: yeah Uh, Eagle bring up the uh, score sheet for uh, Huntsick Girls is the last thing we'll cover before we call it an hour Uh, yeah Um, so in this game we saw actually, in addition to Alexandrine Fratier, we saw Alexia Wallette had seven catches in a losing effort against District. Hunter Girls actually led the game in the first half. How could they have better handled the second half in order to, to build on their slim lead? It looked literally like a team uh, going into halftime saying, guys, this is what we need, or, or girls, this is what we need to do to adjust. Um, and district did that. and uh, girls did not.
3: Is this just a story of n- understanding what a team's doing, taking those two minutes to game plan for it, mm-hmm. and shutting them down? The it's second exactly half? what it looks like to me. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm a. Th- I agree with both of those things. So if you're
3: if you're a quarterback, let's say,
0: I uh, like the cases for uh, Emmanuel Emanu- Ken- uh, uh She's the one who attempted the most passes in this game. Uh, what could she have done to sort of offset that? for, for Hunter So What can she do in the future to better manage the game?
1: Um, so one thing I've learned is potentially to take fewer risks, especially if you're leading, mm-hmm. but also not to play too conservatively. F- looking at the box score, and obviously didn't see the game, but um, I have a feeling that she might have tried to play a little bit too conservatively to man that lead and not make too many mistakes. And I think that uh, when you're playing from behind and it's the score's not too out of reach, um, you're just playing a little bit more free, a little bit care- more carefree um, and you'll chances are you'll make a play versus yeah. make more mistakes.
0: I forgot we're at plus ten minutes, so let's call it hour two or thereabouts. Okay. Um, we'll head into a quick break, and then we're coming back with hour three. We got division one, we got division two, we got thirty-five plus, and apparently Div four uh, coming that, up ahead. And that wasn't planned. We have an interview with
3: Matt Lapage. Gonna be a fun one. We'll get
0: Matt in. We'll see you guys in a moment. Welcome everyone, you are still listening to and perhaps watching Call of the Audible. I am still Pease, you're still Corey, you're still Legal, and hopefully you're still here. Uh, for those of you... Nice! <laughs> for those of you... It's, it's been good all night. I know, it's not bad, it's not bad. Uh, for those of you who uh, listen to your specific hour, if you only play in one division and only want to hear your hour, welcome. Uh, you're joining us in progress um, how's it going so far, Corey? Uh,
1: I think it's going great. This is usually the hour that I tune into, also. Nice. So uh nice. I, I should have a little bit more to say. Awesome. Awesome.
3: Do you like the format of like staggering the divisions, or would you prefer like a set time? Or
1: I like. I think. Uh, no, I like the the staggering. I think it gets more viewers to tune into other divisions that they don't usually tune into. So, like for someone wanting to watch four now, they'll probably sit through one and two.
0: Well, what we do what we, for us it was like a mathematical decision. It's
1: x amount of teams
0: per hour. And how do we make it work so we have enough time to cover everyone? Because like, if we would go
1: like, if we were like to just thank you,
0: I'm the
3: worst. I'm the
1: worst. So only a couple of minutes. I didn't even. I was just starting to tap the top. I'm <laughs> yeah. um, playing chess.
3: Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right, your turn. Peter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: we should introduce this as
0: a segment. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, speed debate. I don't know if you know this. There was there was a uh, a press conference. The reason the reason we stopped doing press conferences is all my fault. Um, for the finals you mean I I like those I hated doing them in the media but they're fun as players yeah yeah,
1: absolutely but for the media for the media I mean it's a bit of a chore when you're doing it but then to watch it afterwards makes it worth it in my opinion I, I
0: understand but not everyone's a good is an entertaining person yeah, and fair. teams not tend to send people who are going to say nothing. So I'm like, why am I going to interview someone who's going to say nothing? So what I did was I turned it into a Japanese game show <laughs> where in, in order to ask a question, Brent Bodkin had to defeat someone in Connect Four in order to be able to ask a question. How have I never seen uh, it? It was awesome. I loved it. I Rob was so mad. <laughs> he was so mad. And it was we had three or four different like mechanics and games going yeah, and on. Yeah, there
3: was like a drunk Tetris or something with the questions on Yeah. Yeah,
0: it, it was t- yeah, so like they had to can successfully complete a move in, in Tetris. That was another way that you can ask a question. Uh not Tetris, in um, uh Jenga. Jenga, yeah. Turn out Brett's a great Jenga player, by the way. We learned that about him on the show. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I missed this. It was it was the most fun I've had in at an, in an FPF press conference. And we Rob, immediately canceled it. Rob <laughs> hated it, and so we're
1: never doing this again. <laughs> but Rob hates fun. Um, we should try to bring back the, the interviews this year or do something well we new. do
3: it differently right we do like the whole hype video type of stuff and the, so. like the the sound bit
0: yeah, yeah. the hype video
1: by the way is is the most draining
0: experience every week it's a lot of work for everyone involved our video guys especially the editing that goes into that it's and, and it's such a limited time to get it done in uh it's tough it's it's tough on them i don't know if it's something sustainable we can keep doing i think it's one of the coolest things we've done yeah. as a league in general but yeah. it's definitely definitely difficult to keep up um yeah so um that, that that getting back to the format that's why we've done it uh was to just group them in a way that made sense cuz if we we're just going to cover uh divisions proportionally like division 1 would only get like it would be like a, f- a 10 minute show or division 6 would be a 2 hour show just cuz there's a lot more teams um and so we want tr- we want to come up with a way that w- would be fair and so the way we did that was sort of mitigate that over blocks of time rather than just talk about the divisions um, linearly.
1: What would be wrong with spending a little bit more time on the bigger divisions?
0: Nothing particular uh, other than uh, people would be annoyed that <laughs> we spent so much. It's also tough to talk about a specific division for longer than, let's say, half hour, 45 minutes. Uh, it's what we've experienced.
3: The other thing is sometimes there's no stories that week. Like yeah. It's just what you expected happened, the, the best and way, so it's filler. The
0: right. best way to do it, although I don't think it's fair to our – our clients essentially is uh, to 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 cover stories as if you were to cover them. When there's a story in a division, you cover that division. So if nothing cool happens in Division Two and all the favorites beat all the underdogs that week, we're not going to cover Division Two. But it's not. I don't think it's you know like it would just suck to, to not have your division covered that week. Yeah, you know? you'll
1: lo- you'll lose viewers in the long run. You know,
0: and uh, so hopefully we also have more coverage than we've ever had across the board. Um, with a lot of the stuff we're having on Instagram and and Lance's recaps, that we I, I just I think the recap specifically, I'm really I'm, I'm really proud of as a league that we've done that, because I
1: think it's super cool. I agree, and I particularly like the action shots too that keep going up every once in a while. It's just a shame that I think Lance is one person, so he doesn't make a lot of a it's lot of games. The the, the, the thing, um, my brother, welcome to help him out. My I, I'm open to it. I took a few pictures at the games last night.
0: My my uh my brother put it best when he first started working for FPF. Is we have ESPN expectation but PBS funding. Nice. <laughs> You know, <laughs> for that's, those who are too weird. young to that's, know what PBS yeah. is, <laughs> it was a cable network. Uh, it took me a second, actually. Mr.
3: Roger says hello. Yeah, it was,
0: it was a cable network that relied on public funding, and they would interrupt your shows to run telethons. Yes. This
3: show is brought to you by viewers mm-hmm. like you.
0: <laughs> and, and that's it, so people have to call in and donate money. Um, so, yeah, so if you want to donate money to Pisa's salary, please feel free. Uh, please feel free. Uh, we'll cut your eye in Division One and or two.
1: Uh so I saw the YCWS.
3: You can't sit with us. Yeah, I was <laughs> gonna,
1: is it it's okay to actually say you can't sit
2: with us? I or? just call him you can't sit with us.
1: Yikes okay, woo. cool. Against Got Skills. So I saw something in this game that I've never seen before ever, and it shows in the in this uh box score too. So Nick Sentomo actually left the field mid-game. For how frustrated he was throwing against Isaiah Alard's that, I- rushing. That's, oh, that's su- fun. that. So, yeah. Given the people involved,
0: that sentence surprises me zero <laughs> percent. If I had to pick a player who'd leave a <laughs> game mid-game, I for would absolutely, reason. absolutely choose Nick Santomo. If I had to choose a rusher that would cause a guy to leave a game mid-game, it would be Isaiah Alard. That, that that that's just the script. <laughs> that, that's just. They did the thing they were supposed to do. How many PDS do you have? Where is it? Only three. No, Two sacks. That, and a that's tackle.
1: three is wrong. So <laughs> Mo is sleeping.
0: Yeah. Um, well, Mo, Mo, especially with rushers, tends to not give them all their stats because he wants to make himself the greatest rusher that ever played FPF. Uh, okay. Isaiah is way better than Mo. Yes, by a long Imagine time. the finest with
3: Isaiah Lard. That's, wow. Yeah. Well,
0: which finest?
3: The uh, Mo Khan's finest. <laughs> well, putting, the best. Put I- iteration okay. of the finest there ever was. Apparently. Yeah, according to Mo
1: Khan. Putting Isaiah on this team, too, was – Vinny was six, so he didn't play. So Isaiah jumped in. And, uh, man, I think the three is maybe half of what he actually had. Um, And then he had the two sacks to go with it. So he was just a nightmare for Mm -hmm. Santomo. eight for 27. I mean, jeez Yeah, he couldn't get anything uh, going. Um, Tam was actually far more efficient when he jumped in. Um, But, uh, no, I mean, you can't sit with us, Dominic. This whole game – uh it's funny because Alex was maybe frustrated with his play at the beginning. He threw an early pick, and, and it was an 11 o'clock game on a Saturday in Lachine. So That's always fun. Yeah, so it was a little bit rough. Um, but uh, after that, I mean, Alex got it together. They drove the field with ease. Uh, Terry got robbed of a touchdown. I'm sure he'll be happy that I mentioned that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would definitely will uh, be. Danny, Danny, Terry loves hearing his name. Danny Danny Roy put him, like, maybe on, like, the one-inch line. And oh, ter- yeah. Terry swears he was in. I heard about this. Can I talk about it? Is uh all right. So Re- oh, really? I wasn't gonna go into detail. I wasn't gonna go into detail. If you want to go into that, okay. That's it's controversial. Yeah,
2: it's controversial. Controversy is fun. It's content. I'm, I,
1: it, okay, sure.
0: See, the benefit of being me, Corey, is I can't fire. My- okay, I can. I'm not willing to fire myself.
3: So and that's true. I don't feel like controlling him tonight. <laughs> I like this story. So, um,
1: <laughs> if you're comfortable telling it, I'm comfortable listening to sitting. So interested.
0: it's not something that affected the game. So. No. It, the only reason I'm telling it is because it's not something that affected the game. So it doesn't. And also, it's was matter. a little bit
3: tongue in cheek, too. When it's
0: a little bit tongue in cheek. And I, I think. You have to set it up properly. I think right? there's two sides of the story. So, Terry's side of the story is uh,
1: that. Uh, Did he, you get the other side? No, but uh, I, okay. I'll, I'll represent.
0: <laughs> so, you'll assume the other I'll, side? I'll represent the people. Okay, cool. Um, Terry, uh, Terry Tam's side of the story was uh, there was a call. Uh, or an application of a rule that uh, they didn't agree with, and so they he at halftime went to go see the refs and said, "Hey guys, I want to know like how do you guys call this?" Again, this is Terry's side of it. He's not screaming. He's not rude. He's not. He wasn't. Okay, and Terry, I wasn't
1: there. So Terry was extremely joyful and just and they were chatty and in like a, a positive, uh, a positive way throughout the entire game. Like they were having fun with each other. Yeah, so that's why it was interesting that it led to to that. Is that Rob telling us to shut up? Was that that
0: explosive sound? In the I don't time? think so. Okay, um. yeah, it was strange. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so they they basically, you know, said like he just asked like, hey, so how do you guys call this? Because this is my understanding of the rule. What's your understanding of the rule? And They had a conversation. He went back. Oh, it was intentional grounding. Intentional grounding. Okay.
1: Yes, that's okay. Yeah.
0: Um. So that's fine. I, I forgot what it was. He mentioned to me. It I was intentional I mean. grounding. Um, and so then uh, later in the game, um. Ball was caught by Terry. Yeah. Um, and he was called out on the half-ass hairline, as yes. I like to call it, because you know. I love my favorite my least favorite thing in FPF, by the way, is a referee at half the field saying a guy was uh, deflagged half an inch before
1: he made it into the end zone. It's so tough in real time because yeah. you could almost oh, always, I know. you could almost always call it a touchdown, but like when does the exact moment that the flag starts to come off? I know. You know so. It's it just it's it's always frustrating
0: because we, we only have two officials. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not the official's fault. It just it's a, it's it's, I always say the game is evolving to a point where it's almost impossible to ref the game as, as, as two refs. Um,
3: Anyways.
0: Anyway, all that to say um, that um, Terry believed he was in for a touchdown. And uh, Danny Roy kind of like smirked, the referee smirked and said... Uh, well, next time don't challenge me. I don't. Yes. So I think that was Danny Roy joking around. Yeah, cute. I agree. Because yeah. I, I know, like I know the two characters involved. Yeah. And so again, Terry not upset because the game was in hand. I think he meant it as a joke to be like, oh uh, well, you know. I don't think he saw it as a touchdown and then purposely ruled him out. Uh, but you can imagine that was a game where that ends the game and he calls him out short and then says that I don't think you would say it in that case. No, no exactly. Like, you know what I mean? But, but just to say uh, that's how that went and and Terry Terry feels he was robbed.
3: I think it's just our referees having a little bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I that, and that's why I definitely I'm, agree with that.
0: Because I know the people involved and because I know how this likely went down. I'm comfortable telling the story. I could see why you were scared about yeah, me doing this. Yeah, yeah. The story. I, wasn't, I wasn't going near that.
1: Oh, but yeah, that's the experience of Devin. Dude, having done hundreds of podcasts. And I think um, the other the other ele- ele- the other element too is I'm pretty sure. And I, Eagle, maybe you can check this uh, on Terry's three teams. He's I don't think he's caught a single touchdown this season, and he has more than 50 catches.
3: I think that's correct. Let me check. He also, so I think he, that was part of but
1: it. But too. like that's that's his snapper life. You know what I mean? Like depending on the type of offense you
3: yeah. play on, that is correct. I mean,
1: he- I want to say 54 catches.
3: Oh no, he has one with Taco Tuesday now, so he's
1: good. Uh, so just this week.
3: Just this week.
0: Okay, there you
1: go.
3: So, he, there.
1: That's probably Sean Abram
0: continuously working against our programming. It's annoying.
1: Did uh, Sean throw, or was it Vinny? It was Sean. Uh, Did it Sean get back in time? Vinny.
3: Yeah. Oh, I thought he Sean was sick. Why. He fed Sean, Terry one.
1: He played. Vinny played the game before because he had to replace Sean, and then uh, Sean, because Sean was on vacation, and then Vinny was too sick to continue. Oh, that sucks.
0: Yeah. I, I, I was talking to Vinny this week. I he told he, me. It was yeah. That. It was. It was bad. Um. Yeah. So he. Uh, the thing is with with uh, what's it called? Uh, with you can't say with us. Uh, just dominating, dominating performance in this game. Obviously, um, if we look back at some of the other games, the internet, of course, operating slowly when I first needed. Uh, Braves beat uh, the finest.
1: Um, can we see this as a passing of the torch? changing of the, the guard as you put in the notes yeah probably one of the few things I got to read before the, the start of the show you're welcome <laughs> yeah thank you
0: you're welcome um, is this is this it is this like the Braves
1: are now sort of with the finest were, or, or do you think we'll see a resurgence from the finest in the future I mean definitely nothing against the finest they're the royalty um, but I would actually almost argue that this changing of the guard happened before this game okay would you have not put Braves ahead of finest maybe even almost a season or two ago um, I've been noticing, like th- we joke about Wokan saying that
0: every version of the finest he's not on is the worst version of the finest. Yeah. But I've noticed uh, a degradation of the team. I think that I think they need an injection of youth. And, and I've noticed that for a while when there was like a, a touted, quote unquote, free agent, they automatically went to the finest. No, not so. Where much. now it's like, oh, Alex Holloway's fun to play with, and ooh, Braves, you know, like that's exciting. That's an exciting team, and like a guy like like Julian like they they dug him up, uh, you know, they know him from elsewhere, but he's a guy in FPF circles who was known as like a ridiculous low division rusher, uh, and they they brought him to play, and like it it just shows you sort of like, uh, you know, guys wanting to join these teams, whereas before it was it was you know, teams, teams, guys join teams when. Finest weren't interested, you know what I mean? Or it felt that way, let's say, on the outside is how it felt uh, outside looking in. And then
3: again, this is basically a one-possession game. Like, in the sec- going into the second half, it was a tie game, 21-21. And then there's this drive right here you're looking at where uh, Wyeth misses to Pennycook. Then he gets five yards with Lewis, four yards with Kirouac. And then on fourth down where he needs one yard, he stopped. That's the game right there, right? Because next play, Maher gets a touchdown, misses the extra point, and then at the end of the game, pretty much, finest drive to match whatever that was. But effectively, if finest score on that drive, they're leading this game going into the next drive for the Braves. Yeah. And now the Braves need to come back and potentially m- make a play, right? So, yeah, you can argue that, you know, finest. His- you know, are not the same, etc. But they were in this game until basically one drive fails and it's off by one yard. So, yeah. eh, but
1: is that not the specialty of the Braves? Like they just they win close games. Their strategies, going for two and stuff like that, S- seem to be second to none. So and they're they're so
0: they're so efficient. Like you need to be perfect when you play them. Yes, you know what I mean. So. Uh, that's and but that was what the finest were. what I, like my point is not that the finest are bad, they're right. still no, at I, of worst, course. they're the third best team in, in all of FPF. But my point in this is that they're doing the thing the finest are famous for. Hey, hey Alex.
2: Hey, we are now
0: joined by Matt Lepage, uh, Matt, it's Pease and Corey. Uh, we're joined by with uh, Eagle, of course. So there's, there's Matt, uh, we're gonna ask you questions in English if you don't mind. Feel free to answer in French if that's more comfortable for you. Uh, you're joining us, you're our guest, so we definitely want you to be as comfortable as possible how's it going my man
6: it's going well and you guys
0: good good what were you doing on this evening before you decided to waste a bunch of time with
6: uh, with us uh i just came back i mean uh, my girlfriend had a, an appointment at the hospital today she got her surgery for acl uh, repair
2: okay
0: well so we, we wish you uh, so definitely uh, a speedy so recovery we, we
6: came back from that
0: yeah we definitely wish you a speedy recovery man i'm happy to hear how's uh how's your season been so far
6: uh, season is good. Uh, Byob has been uh, playing pretty well, so we're five and two right now. So, uh, yeah, season's been great. Uh, also, I'm also playing Division Three with the uh, Phil KJP, so mm-hmm. we're having a great season too. So,
0: that's uh, yeah. glad to see that. Um, I've been saying for a while. I'm happy that you know you guys have built a core around uh, Matt Renee that can help him yeah. succeed. Uh, what are the things about his game? You enjoy uh, where you enjoy playing with him.
6: Uh, first of all, I, I love his system; it fits me very, very well. Um, Matt has a very, very fast ball. He likes to throw in the tight windows, uh, so yeah, like that. He's also very—he's uh, like more calm than before. You—you've talked about it before. He used to play with some guys that was always cre- screaming for for the ball and telling him what to do. So right now, he's—I think he's with a bunch of guys that are unselfish and we just want to have fun and play to win so i think it helps him with the, with his playbook and in this game
0: yep so uh looking at the roster like we we talked about this group specifically uh mm-hmm. you know uh on the offensive side of the ball uh there there's you know y- yourself uh laurent foucault and let's say steven osmond as really like the the, the, the core receivers on the team uh w- like, we all know what you do, Matt, but your, your teammates, Stephen and Laurent, what do they add specifically uh, to this offense? Like, what, what is it about them that makes them succeed in this offense?
6: Well, Laurent has been really, really playing great this season. I want to props to him. I want to sh- make a shout-out to him. He's uh, really been catching the ball very well, and he's uh, gaining a lot of yards after catch this season, which is why he's, uh, he's got that many yards compared to other season before. So yeah, and uh, Osman has been a great addition, and I would say Marcan got that point too. They're both rotating on offense, and they're making some plays, so it helps us a
0: lot. And stylistically, like, w- like what? Let's say like you have to you have to def- like define their game, like define Laurent's game, define Stevens' game.
6: I would say that Laurent is uh, very. I mean, he's, he's very tall, of course, so he takes a lot of space, and he's very good at catching at at some high points, and then running at running afterwards with the ball. Uh, and then Osman is more of a, I would say, speed guy. Likes to get the ball over the top. And uh, we also added this, this season, I, I guess you can see him on the roster, Jack Bo- Jacques Boyd. Yeah. Uh, he's been coming back. He, was, he, was a, he had health problems uh, for the last couple of years. And uh, he texted me and said he want to come back. So uh, he's been a great addition to. I was to, uh, gonna ask. Ari- I, I wasn't
0: sure if he was full time on your roster, but he is like a full time member of your team, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, he's a full time member. But we had some uh, games at eleven o'clock, eleven p.m., so he couldn't make it at the at those two games. So that's why he's, uh, he you missed a couple fit, of them.
0: Uh, yeah. You guys faced Killer Bees this past week. And mm-hmm. uh, they're not a team we've covered as as much as some others. But given that you've seen them uh, firsthand, uh, what do you think about uh, saint Martin as a quarterback?
6: Uh, I would, what I would say about the B's is that they have a really really slow pace on offense. They don't seem to be. Uh, I mean, it takes a lot of time in the auto, and uh, they don't seem to be as sharp. They, like you can tell, this the first real season they're playing together. Mm-hmm. So uh, what I would say, uh, he he beat us beat us a couple of times on the on the seams, so that that those were two pretty good balls. Uh, I would say they're they're just having an inconsistent offense. Uh, they need to, I mean, figure out some plays that works for them, and then make sure that you, you go to those plays when when they're needed. Too many inconsistencies and in drop balls, so that's how yeah. they,
3: yeah. Matt. You guys are 5-2 and two up till now. One of those losses came against Hashtag NR, who are sitting at the top of Division 2, but you mm-hmm. actually made it into a very close game, 43-41 in Week 2, uh, one of the closest games that they've played this year. Um, do you think yep. they're going to finish the season 10-0, and or, or is there something that you think you could have done maybe a little better in that game that, to come uh, out with the win?
6: Uh, well, first of all, I want to say Hashtag NR, having a really, really great season. Curry uh, Picker is... Curry Picker? He's playing yeah. unbelievable 39 0 and 0 sacks. Like that those numbers are crazy. That's like foolish. he should win quarterback of the year f- for sh- for sure.
0: Like can we um, go to him now? Like just stop wasting time.
6: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's playing awesome, like he's unbelievable. He's playing really really great. And if I look at their their schedule, the the weight, so that's a win. No cap, that's a win. And maybe Squad squad's going to make put up a game the Pilon brothers are there. I, I could see them going ten and zero for sure. Um, yeah, and while well, you asked me about the games that we played with them, yeah. So let's uh, say you
3: play them in the playoff rounds, right? So how do you how do you come yeah, up with a win in that? Uh,
6: we got to figure out to to play defense a little bit better against them. Um, just cover better. We missed a couple of guys in that game that could have helped us. Uh, Sebastian Simon and uh, and Matei Awesome. Uh, so those guys are pretty good in man to man. So I think. They could have helped us in that in that game, but overall, it's just you got to figure out how to make a an INT or a defensive step and then uh, you 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 got to score every time because they're gonna put up some points for sure.
0: Um. So we talked about the exciting nature of uh, no regard potentially going ten and zero. Um, mm-hmm. Conversely, and more fun for me on a personal level. Uh, lightweight look to be heading to an 0-10 season do you think that's as likely as uh, as as no regard going 10-0 and
6: uh, it's tough because Simo is a good guy right but they're having a really hard time this season they don't have uh, consistency on the roster I think they, yeah, and, I and it wasn't
0: the roster Simo thought he was going to have before the season so, like, yeah. like, I know we like to joke about Simon, but Simon was actually much better than, than we, we make it seem. But he, the team, when I saw the the team week one, I was like, well, this is not a division two team. And it it's a team where it's starting to get better. He's starting to add players, but I think it might be too little too late.
6: Yeah, I mean, they have a couple of games that might be tied with Killabees and no cap. But I don't see them winning against No Regards and Lee Studs. Uh, the Estelles are playing really, really well right now. They've got two big wins in a row. So, no, I think they might have a shot against bees Maybe no cap, but talent-wise, I think uh, it's going to be hard for sure.
3: Matt, other than Div 2, uh, I also noticed you're playing with KGP in Division 3. Um, so, like, Phil mm-hmm. Cutler, uh, Jonathan Garfinkel, Dylan Garber, etc. But then, uh, yourself and Julien Paimant seem to be, like, recent additions to this squad. So, how did that all come together, and how do you feel that team's gelling?
6: Um, it's actually back in the McGill University background. So, I knew Phil was, uh, we, we, we crossed, our path crossed at McGill. So then, uh, I knew last season. I think it was last winter uh, when they won the championship. Um, I, I went to sub a couple of games for them, and I didn't know that uh, Julien Pema was playing on that team, and he's a, he's a good buddy of mine. So, mm. uh, so that last winter I went to sub for them, and then uh, Phil Cutler played with me in the in the fall tournament, and then uh, he just asked me to join his uh, Division Three team for for this current season. So that's how it, that's how it happened.
3: So, I don't know if you know this, but Cutler is also a uh, councilman for the borough of West Mountain, Montreal. So, would you that. rather have him as a councillor and basically in charge of your snow removal or as your quarterback on a You roster? get only
0: one. You get one, Matt. If you if you get if you wow. choose one, you lose the other one.
4: Uh, I'll go with the quarterback. I like him as a quarterback, for sure. So, I'll go
0: with that. Matt, Matt must not live near the studio that never gets no. snow removed. Because, my no, God... Five I'm days the after snowstorm, shore, so. Matt. Where we are here, there's no parking. No, no,
6: I'm I'm not in Montreal, so I'm on a slot chart, so that's fine. Okay, alright,
2: yeah.
0: All right. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah, that's, a, that's an it that's yeah. an easy one for you then. Um yeah, So,
6: exactly.
0: so um, I I'm gonna make a statement. I was gonna ask Corey, but I figured I'll let I'll let you answer this question. We have no regard, mm-hmm. as we talked about, undefeated. Are they on a tier of their own, and then everyone else? Um, Everyone else, sort of in a in a secondary tier, like let's say like the next group of teams, like Leicester, you guys, and so forth. Or do you think that it, it's actually a closer division than, than it appears when you first look at the uh, division standings?
6: Uh, to be honest, I think anyone can win from one to six. I, I feel like everything every team can win any game. Like let's say we we lost against Toro Squad last week, so and then we're five and two, and we're still second. So tackle, tackle Tuesday, bad boys, and the receivers. I feel like anybody can beat anybody uh, even though no regards are seven and oh i mean every weekend anything can happen right so just just need one game that pecker's not in his game and maybe that's a loss for them
0: okay one last question yeah. uh byob taco tuesday bad boys which which of those teams is better than hashtag nr you have to choose one you have to say that what well, put your name on one of these teams is better than nr
4: I, th- I think we have a shot. I, I would go with there my we go.
0: for sure. I, tr- I trust my guys. There we go. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought anything indeed. Uh, my dude, Matt, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's, a, it's been an absolute pleasure. Always respected your game and always happy to see you at the fields and otherwise. So thank you for joining us on the show today. All
6: right. Thanks for having me. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys.
0: Have a great night. Thanks, Matt.
6: Thanks. All right. You too. Bye. bye.
0: Bye. That was Matt Lepage of BYOB. You go. That, that was, was like
3: a fun. great interview. Our interviews tonight have been fantastic. They have yeah. been.
0: They have been. I won't say
3: which one Thanks, ones, Corey. What, what, <laughs>
2: I know. I've, I've been <laughs> contributing a lot to the interview section. Maybe of most which, uh, the problem. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, uh, I know Alex fairly well, so I could have maybe jumped in on that one, but... I just I, so like again, so we'll peel
0: back but, to no, it's fine. A, bit, a little bit of Wizard of Oz here. You ask
3: anyone; they're gonna win the championship because blank. So yeah. yeah, That's yeah. Always a good start.
1: Oh really? That's <laughs> Mo I, I was gonna ask what the worst interview's been in your experience on the podcast. I won't say it. I won't say it. Oh, we've it's, had a
3: few bad ones. We've had a few. I'll say it off <laughs> not, camera. Not this year. This year's been okay, but some other years. This year's, it has year's been, been okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited we've for we've the honestly,
0: we, we've had some we've had some good ones. Um, all has been fairly good. Uh, it's honestly, again, I always say the burden of content is difficult. People don't realize how difficult it is to answer. And then uh, we do these by Skype. So sometimes there's just delays. Sometimes there's, you know, we don't hear each other well. Uh, That's, you know, here we have a lot of like, uh, like uh, visual cues. Like you're sort of catching on to that, but like Eagle and I will like throw each other looks and and, then so on and so forth. And and the
1: love letters that get passed. Yeah, love
0: letters that get passed on. So like we have advantages in studio that you don't have when you're on Skype on a call. so uh, definitely, uh, definitely a challenge. And again, it's, it's tough because they don't always know what we're going to ask. They don't always know what we're going to talk about.
3: Yeah, thanks for giving the questions in advance, Mo.
0: <laughs> I also didn't do it today, too. So <laughs> let's, It's not just Mo. It's a lot of work to put a show together in a day because
1: the, the, the week ends Wednesday at midnight. But it's better when they don't get to necessarily prepare for the questions. No, for
3: sure. Well, uh, sometimes what I like to do is, um, you know. Well, for example, how would the show have been had you not gotten a script tonight? the same uh, now I mean, you know what it, it feels like exa- to me, exactly the same <laughs> 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 uh,
0: but also like so what I did though was I asked you like what are the teams you're comfortable talking about and yes, so fair. that way it, it's it's not like you just continuously saying, like, you were in the, the women's division or co-ed, like, well, I don't know. I don't know these teams, you know, because, again,
3: it's impossible
0: I, to know all the teams I figured that I was
1: allowed, like, two or three of those throughout yeah, the Yeah, absolutely, show. absolutely.
3: Okay, cool. That being said, if you want on the show to be an interview, feel free to reach out to any of us. Uh, we'll definitely get you scheduled.
0: I, in fact, if you reach out to me, it's a waste of time because I'm just going to forward the message to Eagle. Uh, Eagle is in charge of all of my planning for life. I recently I did renew… I recently didn't renew my Medicare card in time, and my 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 uh, my wife told me how asked me how can I be so irresponsible, and I said me, what do you mean Eagle didn't fill out the goddamn paperwork? You no, know,
3: you say that I haven't had a Medicare card for uh, eight years. Yeah, because I didn't get my paper when I moved, and I just forgot. It, that, that's how it happened. It's how it
0: happened. <laughs> I moved. And then I needed to go to the doctor,
1: and then I pulled out the card, and I was like, this
3: has
0: been expired for a long (laughs) time. Yeah, that's
3: exactly what happened to me, too.
1: (laughs) So for me, too, it was seven, eight years, and I was forced, when I broke my nose in the finals of FPF, I had no choice but to go to the doctor, so I I had to basically renew it and visit the clinic all at the exact same time. Yeah.
0: Luckily, we have a very forgiving system here that lets you use that temporary piece of paper to not have to pay for for medical care. But yeah, so yeah, so I blame you, Eagle. Because you're in charge of all that, so definitely yes, you can reach out to me, and I'm happy to talk to you, and, and I love talking to so uh, definitely feel free to reach out. But know that the requests will get filtered out through Eagle. So if you don't get a follow up, it's Eagles' fault, um, and that's what I'm sticking. With. That's the story I'm sticking with, uh, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely enjoyed the interv- the interview. Uh, were there any games in Div Two that's st- we did we did that already, right? You, oh, we did Div One. We did, games one. Div- we did Div
1: One. Any games in Div Two that stuck out to you? I didn't I don't think I've seen Oh, I did see one. There was um Labrum versus Why do I forget?
3: I'm going to help you out in just a second. Yeah, please. It's not La, 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 it's not la Brume.
1: It was not not It was um their other team. No Cap. Yeah, No Cap, exactly. Yeah. versus Underachievers. Yes, That's what it was.
0: I, I was going to ask you a quick question before and we'll get into the game in a second, but since we're talking about No Cap. Yep. Um I love Jimmy Lee's Jambier, by the way. Yes. I l- I think he, there's, there's just, there's something special when the ball leaves his hand. It's Agreed. explosive out of his hand. Agreed. And I love that he's always on the attack. I love that he's super aggressive. Is this division slightly too high for him at this point in his FPF
1: development? Um, I I saw actually that's another question I saw on the uh, the pregame, if you will. There we go. See, you got a script. Stop uh, complaining. On the script, yeah. Um, I I don't actually think he's the problem, at all. Um, I think that. I was joking with him about it at the field. Um, his receivers don't help him out at all. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a common theme on both teams that he plays on. He has a little bit – the talent is a little bit stronger on his no-cap team, obviously. But, like, they'll they'll get into arguments. He'll, he'll have receivers drop balls throughout the entire game, drop a ball on a big play, run the, run the wrong route. I mean, granted, he'll sometimes overthrow people. Mm-hmm. I think his strength is is underrated. Um, but I, I honestly don't think he's the problem.
0: Okay. I was curious about your thoughts. Um, underachievers 2.0 of 1, 3, Oh Wait, let's we'll talk about the game first, and then we'll get to my question.
1: Yeah, th- this was close for – or sorry, it, it got close later in the second half, um, and then the underachievers were only up by a score, uh, and then Dylan threw a touchdown to make it 34-20, and he kind of turned to me and was like, okay, I think that's enough for tonight meaning he didn't think he would need to score again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that turned out to be accurate. Um, but, I mean, it's it's interesting because Theo dominated the game on both sides of the ball, and he's not actually on the team. It's his brother, Jamie. Yeah. So uh, – Always stealing the spotlight, this <laughs> guy. Yeah. So I would have been really curious to see how this game went with Jamie instead of Theo, and that's nothing against Jamie, but th- there's kind of only one Theo. Yeah. Um, But uh, somebody who I didn't uh, see get the ball too much who I've been impressed with over the last couple weeks is Rocco Cristiano. Mm -hmm. He's been kind of their over-the-top threat, stretch-the-field guy, and and he makes some ridiculous over-the-shoulder catches. Um, But uh, the underachievers were just basically able to man the game a little bit better. They made plays when they needed to. Anytime Dylan got in trouble, he just tossed it up to Theo um and they were just converting on extra points, everything was kind of working for underachievers
0: yeah no definitely definitely um with uh with regard to underachievers and the the question I was going to ask before, so it doesn 't sound like i 'm hiding the fact that this is completely scripted um underachievers point one through the last four uh they looked a lot better in that time uh w- what 's the difference between them then and now?
1: I think Dylan is uh, getting to getting used to his newer weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's some guys that he's comfortable with, obviously Theo, uh, Zach, Wiseman, um, but adding guys like Rocco uh, and maybe Julian uh, to the mix, and some of the other players that weren't there, uh, I think he's finally getting a little bit comfortable. They're they're assimilating to him too a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just overall the chemistry is is the reason why they're, they've been able to be successful. Mm-hmm.
0: That's
2: fair.
1: That's fair. Um,
0: One last question about uh, Div 1 and 2, and it's a Div 1 question, and then we'll move on uh, into uh, four. Division 4. Um, p- who's not – I need your name on. Who's not making the playoffs in Division 1?
1: Uh, so let's take a look. Eagle, do you mind pulling it up? Not a problem. <coughs> yeah. Can I just pick the two teams in red? Or three <laughs> yeah. teams in red. App well, ABC and one, two, the app tests for count. sure are not making the playoffs. Who, other than the app tests? Oh, it's only, yeah, so it'll be one team. Wow. Um, I'm going to say, f- man, but flag, tight, well, eh? it is really tight. Uh, man, is it really just uncreative if I say got skills? <laughs> well, it it also doesn't help that you saw them like have such a disastrous <laughs> game just now. Yeah, exactly. So um, in terms
3: of in terms of what's coming up, Mimi's might help you a little bit, right? So sure. we got week 8 which has Braves versus Got Skills, yeah. FMS versus Yixwu, and STL versus Finest. In week 9, it's Braves, FMS, Finest, Got Skills, Wu, STL. And then week 10, you got, got Skills, FMS, The Finest, Yixwoo, and Braves, STL. That's going to come so then, down to that game. I was,
1: that's exactly what I was going to say. I think it comes down to that final game. Because I think that they'll... I don't know that either one of them wins another game until that game. So I think it's going to be... It'll come down to that final game.
3: Got skills. They do have a game at hand. They also played Week Eleven versus Braves to close of the season. Yeah, exactly. So, so they play. They <laughs> don't have a game at hand then. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs>
1: th- that's what I mean. Like, th- obviously, they're a solid team. They're in Division One, but they're. I don't think they're going to beat any of the finest STL Braves. Or you can't sit with us. So. So I, it's it's really just going to come down to that game. Simple, I, I, that? I try not to push for a lot of uh,
0: Div One games a week because they tend to be all the same teams and they tend to get a lot of votes anyway. But if there's a chance that we get Game of the Week to be, uh, it's a, pl- it's a Against, against a Week Eleven yeah, playoff, game. Week Ten, I think actually. No, uh,
1: well, you said it Week Eleven. Week Ten. God week 10. Ten. Oh, okay. So yeah, so a Week Ten playoff yeah, game. Yeah. So
0: if we can get that one, powers that be pay attention. Hopefully, we can get to that game. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was I was curious about your thoughts there. I I love Flagmasak. Fla- Fla- I saw them play this week. Their disregard for defense is awesome. Well, didn't they play Braves super closely? They lost by a couple points. Yes. It was like a over they, 100 point game. Went, like they often lose these close games and it's often a thousand points that are scored. It that was the best game I've I've seen in a long time in FPF. Yeah, so FMS regular season. Yeah, yeah. no, I, it was I, wasted I, on the regular I, season. That
1: was, it was at the same time as your game, yeah. I think. Exactly. FMS so.
3: makes no sense this year. They beat Godskills 33 32. They get blown out by Finest. They just squeak a win over STL. They lose 54 53 to Braves. They lose 40 38 to Yixwu. They lose 39 38 to FMS. Like It's, just, it's all over What's them. going I think, on? I think it's
1: a roster thing. They, uh, From what I've seen, so what I said earlier about how. Um, uh, not ballers but uh, w- what could have been is in Division Six. Mm-hmm. How they look like a Division maybe two, three, four team. To me, Flagman Sack doesn't necessarily look like a Division One team, but they have all of the pieces. I that mean, but team. like the
0: at the highest level, their talent rate is
1: yeah, no, exactly. their talent level is insane. Right, it's, it's relative to the other teams though. In my yeah,
0: opinion. Uh, moving on to Division Four, what caught your eye?
1: Can I say my game? No, I'm kidding. Actually, honestly, know, we that's
0: <laughs> but it was it was one of the biggest games of the of the of the yes uh, week. So and I don't mind talking about it because we have you here in studio.
1: That's that's why I'll talk about it, not because it's my team, but I mean, it's two undefeated teams in week seven of the season or week six of the season. It was uh, so crazy that was going at it at the at the time of you know in week six we had three undefeated teams in division four a. So for us, we played infantry this week. We were both six and zero. Oh. Uh, sorry, we were 5-0, and infantry was 6-0, and and now we have to play Verge Fall, and we're both 6-0. and mm-hmm. So we have to basically play two undefeated teams back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, uh, or back-to-back, back, rather. Um, but honestly, it was a, it was a great game. It was, uh, Sean threw a pick or two early, um, and because we started with the ball in the second half, that was kind of the difference in the game. Um, Rory was was tough, but we were also missing uh, our rusher Zach and Sanner wasn't there. S- yeah, and they were missing a few guys too. I know they were hurt. I think both both teams desperately tried to move this game um, onto another night, and we weren't successful. So, but we expect to play them in the playoffs, and I think both teams are looking forward to that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, I was at the uh, the Chocolate Thunder Prince Sargivsud game. Okay. Uh, the final score actually surprised surprised me because I, for it just felt like Chocolate Thunder were going to control this game the whole way through, and it's not the kind of game Joe Cano, uh often loses. Like he, the kind of game he loses where he makes a mistake early and it gets to him. He tends to manage these close games, these games you have to score constantly. He he managed that well, and Julian Fizazier was the first one to make to make the mistake on on just a bad decision and a, and an interception. Um, that interception by Tim Horner. Tim Horner by the way yeah he's having a crazy the, season but he's the, like he's the most underrated defender in the FF I believe
1: but he he almost looks like a professional athlete
0: yeah he has the, he has the body type absolutely yeah. Um, but the one thing I will say about the chocolate thunder offense is we talked about uh, ball placement early in the show Joe Cano's greatest strength is ball placement doesn't have necessarily the best arm uh, but he throws a catchable ball and he throws it to the right spot. He never mislocates a ball. Um where he'll make a mistake is is sometimes in, in, in reading the defense. It's not a tight
3: spiral though, it's just accurate. It's well no, it's yeah. to the
0: right spot. It's to the right spot and, and, and his guy so like when you can do that and you have Michael Kazaka, Nikki Papich, Tim Horner on your team, uh like at one point he threw up a ball in coverage where uh Tim Horner did not beat his man. His man was, had taken the top off the route. It was a fly down the sideline. Tim Horner basically went up, uh, caught it, and the ball was just torn, thrown to a spot where it was back shoulder to the sideline, and it was him or nobody, but it also helps that Tim Horner is the guy you're throwing to. Right. Right? And, and it's also the case, by the way, with Nikki Papich, who's basically indefensible. Because he's a Division One player playing in Division Four. Yeah, exactly.
1: And was – so I Joe's, in my opinion, a lot like me too where mm-hmm. it's either like a 15-yard completion or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: because Dan Reedy was open on hooks all day. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and that ball almost never went there. And I have a feeling that <coughs> – because like, if you just look at the two quarterback stat lines, you would think Joe won the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I think it's just a matter of they were taking away the deep ball and, and Joe was getting frustrated. And I would imagine just looking at that that they might have had like a turnover on down or – Mm-hmm. or something, or just mismanage the half. Like, it, it could have been something super small like that. But, I mean, other than that, Joe had a decent game.
0: It's also, like, uh, I mean, you can know that they're going to hit Fred Vian in a, in a quick slant, and stopping that is a whole other story. Right. Like, Fred Vian is one of the most talented receivers we have in FPF. Right. Um, so, Is he yeah, not playing in higher division? I don't think he is playing a higher division this no, season. So um because these are his boys, like these are yeah, it's his, yeah, brother it's their, his brother and it's yeah. their friends. So I, I don't believe they're, but um, yeah, he's he's a monster, monster receiver. And a lot of times it's as simple as just a slant or drag across the field, him picking up yards and blowing by everybody because yeah. of his, his ridiculous speed. And that's kind of the story of this game: was the these two teams have a couple of guys that are stars, right? Uh, the balls went to the stars, and and that was it. And uh, Julian here is... Moves better than anybody even gives him credit for because those two touchdowns don't even tell the story. His ability to, to he got a couple of first downs on runs, he bought time, uh, and of course, you know, you're adding two touchdowns on the ground. That, that's huge. Yeah. That's yeah. so frustrating think, for defense.
3: Uh, he yeah. has only subbed this one game so far, so I don't think he's officially on the roster. Yet. Yeah, yeah, they have
0: someone else. He always seems uh, to make an appearance. They, they they have someone else on the roster who
2: because
1: I think Fadjevin doesn't Gir- fit. Gerard is usually one of their go tos uh <laughs> this is the infamous alex s yeah team yeah who's alex s
3: exactly yeah that's the
0: point oh thank you scorekeepers Gagnon Griffin. Gen- Griffin that's that's the guy who normally fills that role that said you you know this game they uh they upgraded slightly to you know maybe a top ten top fifteen receiver in FPF it's not a bad not a bad guy to have in division four um and again like you know, It's not like, it's not like they played the a team who doesn't have the, 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 the caliber of athletes. So, uh, fun game. I was happy to be there. Uh, happy to witness it. Um, it was a good game. Anything catch your eye? Anything else?
3: Uh, before we move on, we did have some comments about Alex S. So, Quazy says, <laughs> uh, he's my boy. And Dan Lazara said, Alex S, he's a good guy. Pretty mental DB, actually.
0: Can we get his name? No.
3: He is forever going to be Alex S. Is there a reason? Uh, yes. We can't talk the camera? Thanks, scorekeep. Okay, so it's, it's actually Terry's theory. fault believe it or not I believe it's <laughs> Terry.
0: <laughs> he's like oh it's your name S
1: no problem
0: <laughs> um, yeah so any other games that cut your eye right? uh, I
1: was going to call you Terry Corey um, I didn't see any of the other ones anything in 4B uh, 4B let me check do we have f- I can try to pull it up too to
3: Villary Goon's uh,
1: Lego Cuck?
0: nope didn't see that one it was at Laval yesterday that's why I asked no, no it, it wasn't seven. Oh, yes. God damn it. Sorry.
1: I would have known. No, but you know what it is? is It's because
0: the internet is loading slowly, and I think it's the most recent week.
1: Oh, you know what? One did catch my eye. Villary Goons versus Danny DeMore's team.
0: Villary Goons are improving quickly.
1: They added Dan Lazara,
0: and he's helping them. He didn't play in that game. He didn't play? Okay. No,
1: but he did get the game played because he was scorekeeping at another field. Okay. So I did give it to him.
0: So I know that when we played against them, he what happened with me was he learned everything I wanted to do in the first two drives and then they it wasn't even a compli- like, they stuck to like a basic cover two defense but they applied it in a way I hadn't seen where they were sitting in the, the intermediate areas where I wanted to attack And they completely took that that away, and and I got frustrated. And instead of adapting my my game plan, I was forcing passes. It was just a really smart application of a very basic defense, and it helped them improve very quickly. Uh, Dimitris Sinodinos, by the way, uh, sorry, Sinodinos, I believe he was a backup quarterback at McGill...
1: He definitely looks the part. Yeah. He throws a really nice ball. Yeah. He's super athletic. His
0: ability to throw, like, a ball on the line to the back of the end zone, like, just high enough for his receiver to catch
1: it is so, impressive. The thing about this game is, um, so Philp were actually up 24-12 to in the second half, and it looked like the game was pretty much over. Um, Villaragun scored with maybe six plays left, um, and you just thought, okay, Danny DeMorre is going to just close out the game whatnot. Danny threw a pick on his very first play on first down to that's give Goons the ball back, and they scored to tie the game up with a player two left, um, and then had the balls to go for two instead of just the one point, and they scored on the two point conversion to win the game in the last five plays. That's 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 insane. That's so, insane. and you wouldn't expect that from an experienced team like philp yeah they i would say maybe villeray goons were a little bit more athletic and and whatnot than than philp but you just don't expect those kind of mistakes from danny um and just watching it live i couldn't believe it was unfolding yeah yeah it's uh and again for a
0: guy who knows as much as danny and for a guy who doesn't play a style of game that really leads to a lot of mistakes uh it it's uh it's odd to see uh class on grass beat show me your tds rough game for Mike Three interceptions, uh, completing half of his passes, um, just not what we'd expect from him at this point. Um, They've been it's on really a roll. feast or famine, eh? Jeez. They've yeah. been on a roll too. They're well, I don't. Mike's hurt. He kind of played through. He, he um, so his injury is old man. He uh, decided to play ice hockey for the first time in a, a decade. Oh, there you go. Uh, and then came to this game incredibly stiff and sore, and he even missed our game in Division Five. Uh, due to just being old, uh, but still, whatever you decide to play, man, we're going to criticize you uh, as if you're healthy, and that's but, just. But does he have a choice?
1: Like would they don't really have another option.
0: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they can call down someone. I've seen Alex David play quarterback before. They, I think, Kevin Lubin is. Yeah, Kevin Lubin was at this game and could have thrown. Did he play? He did play. He had a tackle. Uh, okay. And like, so you also see Kevin Lubin not getting a catch in this game. Yeah, that's strange. bizarre. Um, Kelly Brossard on the other hand, not spectacular, but just did enough and didn't avoid avoided making any mistakes, and uh, that was the game. It was, that was, that's all it was. It's like it came down to came down to not making not
1: making the key mistakes and or, or making them, and and that's what we saw. I've I've seen a few of the Tides games this year, and they just are the epitome of finding a way to win no matter what. Doug McKernan or Kernan McDoug is uh wait nope. now Eagles on the wrong week.
0: What? Yeah class on Grass show me your TDs this week. Oh I'm talking about this game.
1: Ah-ha! <laughs> yes. Oh this is, wrong, shit, this is the wrong this the wrong season. Wrong wrong season? <laughs> I, w- I was <laughs> to say season? I saw I saw 4 and 6 and I was like how is that possible? But no, I just, was because, I just oh, went with it. Oh, I
3: know why. It's because it's not actually SMYTDS, that's actually Show Me Your TDs this goddamn year. Fucking
1: How do you allow those changes? Do they just automatically be no, registered? Because I searched
3: SMYTDS time? and that game that the is actually, sorry. My bad. Sorry boys. Yeah,
1: see this this result surprises me a lot. Um but like you said, I mean, Mike. So change your
0: control. analysis on the spot and talk about this game. Thank you, Eagle. This did you see this game? I, I know, but I spoke to Mike okay. because we're friends, and that's why I was able to get the the insight.
1: So he just took the he took the hit. Basically, he said that this one was all on me.
0: Yeah, he's like, look, I I wasn't myself. Uh, but like again, like you know, and what I didn't tell him as my friend, and what I will tell him as an analyst is, you decide to play. So if you decide to play, we're we're gonna criticize you as if you're healthy, right?
1: Uh, but what like what athlete that you know is going to if you're capable of playing? Of
0: course, of course. Um, but yeah, so like you know, it, 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 again, it's just exactly that It comes down to to not making a big mistake versus making a big mistake and, and that that's what the difference was. Uh, Legal Cuck uh, losing to take over 4420. Um, not entirely surprising, but I thought Legal Cuck would pro- like pose a um, a specific challenge to uh, take over with just the combination of having key players that are tall, key players that are quick. Yeah. Dom LeFour's ability to buy time um, was just nullified by Vincent Hamel. I haven't seen Dom LeFour st- stopped often, so the fact that he got three sacks and forced into making some bad decisions and throwing interceptions, um, that's that's just not a kind of game you expect from him. And what it did was give Ian Inheber all the opportunity uh, to, to run up the score, and that's what they did. And uh, after struggling last week, take over back to their usual ways, and Vincent Benjamin is just an unstoppable force. I remember talking about Vincent Benjamin with, with Mokhan, uh, saying he's, div- at the time he was playing Division 6, and I said, this guy's Division 1 caliber player, period. I was watching him with Alex Holok, who's scorekeeping, who plays in Division 1, yep. saying, yes, he's absolutely a Division 1 caliber player. And Mokan said, "Well, you know, I don't think so. Come on, he's Div 6. i like, "But it like, so if you played in Division One and you saw him succeed, and versus playing in Division Six and just watching the caliber player, like, it he doesn't change. He doesn't become a different person when he joins a division. Someone that is that talented, or they're not that talented. He's absolutely that talented."
1: Yeah, and I, I was talking to Ryan Dobbs, who plays on Takeover Two. I don't think he played in the game, but. Um, to me, the the I've, I was asking, what's going on with with you guys? Like, they I think they lost two in a row or two within three weeks, two and in three weeks. no mistake. Yeah, yeah. You, the, if you want to research that?
0: Uh,
3: they lost week three to my Ma- forty five? to thirty nine, and then they lost week six to ballers twenty four twenty.
1: Um. So, but the, both of those games, you don't really expect takeover to lose, especially the ballers game. Yeah, and uh, so I was asking Ryan, like, what's going on, and he's just uh, he he didn't really have an answer for me. Um, what I wanted to say, too, about Vincent Germain is, to me, the most interesting thing is that, as good as he is, on every team that he plays for, outlaws all these teams, he's rarely ever the first option for the quarterback. And he always just kind of flies under the radar somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's absolutely... But when absolutely you but when watch him, like when you actually oh, see yeah, the yeah, game, the, the eye test. Like yeah, Jesus, for sure. you know? Yeah, yeah, and for me, this stat line should be like that almost every game.
0: Yeah. It just, so, like, again, like, the the team, like, the the, the trio of Vincent Benjamin, Jonathan Brisson, Will Power is very strong. And you
1: had Dobbs, too,
0: who's, yeah. a, who's well, say, and, and, well, he's not there in that game, but I'm saying, like, you know, like, yes, absolutely, like, you have receivers yeah. across the board. Right. Uh, and, and different types of receivers who do different kinds of things. Exactly. Uh, that absolutely. And then, like, on on defense, you then need to pass against the, these two ball-tracking guys and, and these two giants and Will Power and and. and uh, and Vincent Benjamin. Just guys who win balls in the air, right?
1: Yes. I, I've been kind of underselling Gokuk all season. Uh every time they win, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but kinda of not really. They're a very good talented team. Mm-hmm. I think that they just kind of met their match in this one and the experience factor combined I with just thought, the skill. I thought
0: the, the, the speed issue was gonna was gonna be the the the, the overall speed of the Gokuk were gonna bother uh take over and that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case at all. Yeah. So I was I was just wrong. I was just straight up wrong. Um, It's that time, isn't it?
2: I'm yeah. talking about 35+.
0: T- <laughs> Before p- we do that... We, we, should, call, we should call Simon and see what's
3: up. So, we, I know he's not available tonight. So, let's just give him shit for not being able to sub. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, Corey, you're doing a really good job and everything. Yeah. But like it's not about Simone, no
0: I'm happier you're here. I'm much more to three hours <laughs> with you than Simon. But... You um, still need to give him it's shit. It's Simon's job really, yeah, left to do whatever behind. I tell him to.
1: He, got, he he's, got, There's no way he's answering a call at this time. Never.
0: Well, he's also with a client at this moment. That's why he couldn't be a, on the show.
1: A client at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Hey, yeah. Listen, man. Corporate dinner dinners. Apparently. Hookers. A hookers work important. at all times of day. I was going to say, what does he do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something
0: that we can't admit to on air.
3: Vous avez joint. There
0: we go. Do you know how London? this works? No, we all just yell. Please leave your message now. after yeah, the signal tone. After leaving a
3: message.
2: You know, dude, We're it's really it's
3: frustrating, frustrating because no, I'm not really you got sure what promoted, to, say,
2: really
1: you promoted to, you to my personal uh, assistant. You're supposed to be uh, there whenever I need you. Now Thursday it's night. terrible. I've been working all day. Uh, it, it, it's jump, frustrating. Yeah, the course. Course. one is time I need you,
0: I'm on vacation. I had so much to do. You're a Sure.
1: Okay, bye.
3: Okay, bye. Bye, dude. See you soon. Uh, I'm trying to get score updates for 35 plus. Since we're at it, um, hopefully I'm going to get a few.
0: <laughs> so 35 plus is currently happening. Um, Corey,
3: are you old enough to play 35 plus? I
0: am not. How old are you? I'm curious. I'm 31. Are you going to play 35 plus when you uh, when
1: you are at the appropriate age? If it's in Bay Durfe, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: That's part of it, eh? Yeah, sucks. it sucks.
1: I've had I think one or two games there this season. And like honestly, the field's okay. The the cement right on the edge of the turf kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't like that either. But uh, Location, just the look. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm coming from Laval. Like it's
3: it's far. Our our scorekeepers are throwing shade. I I asked the group. I'm like, hey guys, can someone give me score updates for the 35 plus games because they were at 8:30 and 9:30. And the first person to reply said, hmm. I'll go check the hospital charts. Hold on. <laughs> <Nice>.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um. No, I, I, um, that's part of the reason too. Like, I, I look at that uh, at thirty-five plus, and I'm like, wait a second, all the games are in Bay uh, No, like, there's not a way you can you can get me out there for any reason, especially Ever. not every week. Like, no, but like, if I had one game scheduled there, I would stop playing FPF. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's like done. It's rough.
1: Like I'm done. I don't. I would not need it at that point. My team will be the first to tell you that I kind of f- messed up the our scheduling this year for BD Bandits. Okay. Our ba- Bandit Brothers, and uh, just the fact that we had like a 10:30 game in Faye. but it was cool. We did like a team bonding experience. You go to you go to like Annie's or something before the game. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, so th- that worked out great. So that was a lot of fun. But I don't want to do that every week. I think I would need to leave a day before to get to Bader I just here. stayed at work. So like I, you've been to my place.
0: Yeah, I live twenty minutes east of, of Heber. Yes. So like
1: it takes it takes a while.
0: Like an hour. It would take me about an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Like it takes me about,
1: especially in the winter. It takes me about fifty five minutes to get to Lachine. Is it just me or every night that we have football, there seems to be some kind of snowstorm or crazy, <laughs> treacherous driving conditions? Is that just me?
0: Or they close the highway and you need to take the service road the entire way. Yes. And it's awful. And so it's awful.
3: So week seven is in the books. We'll find out what the actual results are. There's one week left for uh, 35 plus and then their season is done. Thank
1: God. Thank God. Um, it's interesting. The 35 yeah. plus division and we're sitting here just complaining the whole time. No, but...
3: So <laughs> <laughs> so but, the,
0: but the problem is it, it's set up for us to fail because... Already, okay, so we
3: may not be... Speaking asked. of failing, grumpy old X-Men and JMJ. Ooh, that's a fail of a season right there.
0: Yeah, well, you, you started by calling your team JMJ. What I does that stand for? Just, uh, Jumanji Magical Journalists. Really? No. I just thought
1: Juma- <laughs> Jumanji would just fit the JMJ. Like, they could just uh, be Jumanji.
3: According to Urban Dictionary, it stands for Jesus Mary Joseph. <laughs> Jesus Mary Joseph.
1: Very okay. religious, 35 plus.
0: Well, I mean, you need to be 35 plus to go to church, isn't it? Usually the case. Is that religion has no part in FPF. Yeah. Turns out. We need to bend them. We need to bend them immediately.
3: Or also, uh, juggle my junk. J- oh. Juggle my... D- oh, that's also.
1: that's probably what it is. Also a religious
0: <laughs> experience of a different type. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, so, like, it, it just... Like, the games are exactly a week ago. And they're happening... So, anyone who's playing 35 Plus would listen to us talk about games that happen... Prior to the ones they just played, yes. on Friday morning they'll hear us talk about what games from a week ago, it makes no sense. And they've already played a no game. No sense. Since then. Um, so yeah, Eagle, throw us a topic about thirty-five plus. Uh and we'll do rapid fire. Just oh. like Hot Sauce Sports. By the way, if you haven't yet listened to, downloaded, and followed, remember to do so as soon as possible. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports. Like thirty five go rapid
3: fire. OAS guaranteed championship.
0: Uh they have to it's basically a division two team at least uh playing uh N thirty five plus is that Kevin Kusai's team? Uh no, that is uh that's current Police team. I don't believe Kevin Kusai's on the team. No, he's on only Lead Outlaws. Okay, yeah,
1: that makes sense. Outlaws.
3: Yeah. yeah, so this is the it's the Y thruster. That's Teddy Furnett uh, uh yeah, someone accidentally added
1: Yanni Loeb instead yeah. of Yanni Lair. <laughs> there we go. Terry
3: um, are you surprised that the FPF-KTFL draft team actually has more points for than OAS? Uh,
0: not surprised because uh, they're playing against the KTFL guys and uh, FPF is superior to KTFL. There we go. We have, we have proof in, proofs in the pudding. It's official now? It's official now. We have it on, have it on paper or on screen anyway.
1: Who are the KTL, KTFL team?
0: It's a draft uh, division. Oh. Because in KTFL they draft their guys. Yeah. So it's they run that division similarly where they draft drafted players. Ah,
1: oh, okay, cool. It's a cool idea. I like
0: the
2: I, idea.
3: I do have some score updates. Uh Monster versus Spitfire. The score ended in a tie 40 to 40. So you have two ties. Lovely. Yeah. Well is,
1: is their first tie against each other also?
3: Uh maybe. Let me check.
1: Did they tie twice in the same season?
3: They that's awesome. No, they tied outlaws. So okay. at least it's uh, a little okay. bit different. Uh, I think that's the only uh, OAS versus X Men. OAS won fifty to sixteen. So wow. X uh, Men now O seven. OAS. 7 it's the best team
0: against the worst team of that division. So it's not surprising.
1: Are there tiers like in code? Yes, uh,
0: but they They've play each won, other though. Yeah. Uh, okay. They do because because KTFL has like a it's a, it's its own division, but they they have crossover games for the regular season. Um, are they are they
1: is it one finals or two?
3: I, ooh, let me check.
1: Rapid fire for Eagle. So week seven, and we're all just learning about how the division functions. Yeah.
3: It's because it's weird. <laughs> like, we look. Read this. In the 35-plus division, all 10, 11 teams qualify for the bus <laughs> season. <laughs> what does what? that mean? <laughs> there will be three separate 35-plus champions, though. So... Okay.
1: There's 12 teams and three champions. Tier 1. Eleven? it's 10?
3: Oh, 11, right, exactly. Tier 1, it's semifinals and championship finals. Tier 2, it's the uh, receive the first round bye for the best record, and they have the same thing. And then KTFL, it's best, or worst, et cetera, et cetera. Well, why does it say all 10, 11? Because uh, Rob can't type. <laughs> um, and then as well, FPF beat Paul Vige 32 to 31. Oh, yeah. wow. I mean that's a close match at least. that's, yeah, a, that's a good teams team game. In the draft that's division. a
0: good game. That's a good game.
3: And I think that's all we're gonna get for tonight for updates. So, so they did a
0: draft. I was like, Spitfire is is Carmen team, yes. not uh, OAS. Uh, but that team, that team is, is solid as well. Uh, so it's 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 cool that actually uh, Monster was able to keep up. It was cool that Monster was able to keep up because Montreal Spitfires uh, solid across the board as well. Eagle, I think it's time.
3: You think it's time? I think it's time. I mean, we basically have all the finals lined up already for this, so we'll we can preview it eventually. We have several weeks to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, Corey. Oh, a JMJ beat Pizzazz forty-one twenty-six. Oh, first one of the season.
1: Yeah. There you yeah. Go.
3: There we go. I was
1: just gonna ask, in a draft setting, how does one team go zero six?
3: Because they suck at drafting. They suck at
1: <laughs> drafting.
0: <laughs> they suck at drafting. Wow. Um. It's, I guess, similar to Janice to talking about why he didn't want to draft uh, James Harden and then specifically targeting James Harden in the All-Star game. That was kind of fun. That um, was a great game. It was, it was. Corey, thank you for joining us last minute. Yeah. I really do appreciate it, my dude. You have no idea. No one wants to hear me alone talk for three hours. Uh, Eagle, thanks for all the work you've done. Ivan Pease, you've been Corey. Well, thank
3: you to uh, Matt Lepage, oh Alex yes, McElhaney, Meunier. Yeah. Oh, Antoine Meunier, I'm sorry. Uh, thank Although, if you want to come on the show too,
0: go ahead. There we go. Um, thank you all for watching, and mostly, most importantly, thank you all for letting me be myself.